It's a teaser, mate. <laughs> it's a fucking teaser. I've seen the future. It's Danzig. <laughs> I believe that Dungeons and Dragons is a direct quote from the pit of hell. Hello, welcome to another episode of Dungeon Punks, season four, episode three hundred and sixty-five. Uh, today it's a sunny lovely warm day in beautiful Leeds and to my right hand side I have Mr. Nathan B. We sign. To my left hand side I have new guest presenter Gav Scouse. Yo. We also have next to him Connor Bowman's back. Well met. Well met. And then long last the we man have the fucking hour. The man himself. The man who's been talked about so much on this podcast. Like Bigfoot. Yeah. <laughs> Here he is the living the living legend. Roberto Moran. Hello there. Good day, fellow squatters. <laughs> <laughs> so, nice. so, any of you who've been listening to this podcast before know uh, probably Rob's name mentioned. Uh, Rob's from San Diego. Um, he's over, came specially over to record his podcast. Yes, he did. All the way, all the way from uh, San Diego to record this fine podcast in my kitchen. Yeah, we drank yeah. a lot of coffee. Me and Rob have got the shakes. We drank so much coffee. You got today. the jitters. You both, all, yeah. you both like scraping yeah. around yeah, yeah, and stuff, yeah. man. It's, it's mental. Yeah. So much coffee. It's so little sleep. Gav's the same. Every day. I'm sound, mate. Yeah? Yeah. I'm all right. So we thought we'd get Rob on. Gav came over because he's a coffee expert, so. <laughs> wow. Is that why you're here? Yeah, I was wondering what the purpose was. Just to talk coffee. because yeah. you love it so much. What your purpose was. And it has begun. Gauntlet has <laughs> uh, hey, I think it's because he's jealous because Molly's been on a couple of times. Is that what it is? Yeah, well, that I, I also I was waiting for the redaction. Oh. Which one was this then? For the uh, chocolate button incident. <laughs> I didn't do John Smart. Wow. The it's going to be... Uh... The one with the worst feet and the worst sandal collection known to mankind was the guy that knocked the milk chocolate button out of Molly's hand. Not true. me. Okay. Well, vindication. Do you know what I mean? You feel better now? Yeah. All right, man. I'm glad. Yeah. Move, let's move let's on. Move on. <laughs> so, uh, as per usual, let's uh, let's talk about fads. Nathan Bean. What's your oh, fads? shit. It's me first. Let's oh, go. Oh, okay, hold on one sec. Oh, I've got, got a list. I've got a couple, actually. Yeah, I, I actually worked hard on this this week. Um, first time for yeah, I know. I'll put minimal effort in. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, I've got three things, but I'm not going to talk about all of them. Um, the first is I've been sessioning the new Payday album, right? Yeah. Now, shit, me and Rob were going to listen to that last night. Before, right. Yeah. This fucking. I love Payday. I'm, I'm whatever about a lot of hardcore, but Payday's my favourite English yeah. band by a country mile. And they've been dicking around trying to write this album. Turned up in my inbox the other day. So thank you very much, Tom Pimlot. You're all going to shit the bed. It's, a fucking, it's the hardest straightest record ever to come out Tom of this country. Uh, I don't know if recorded it, actually, to be honest. Um, it just He just sent it to me the other day. And he said, here, he's been fanning around. So Payday album, second to none. I don't know when it's coming out, but keep your peepers peeled because it's wicked. What's it sound like? Um, it just sounds like the record Mean Streak would have written if they hadn't gone on to be horrible racists. So um, that's good as far as I'm concerned. Hard as fuck. And just, oh, it's, got a bit of, it's got a bit of sass to it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Mar- Marco's got, say, he's got some, uh, yeah. some finesse in his lyrics. So uh, yeah, I like that. It's very good. It's hard. And it just sounds like the, the good bits of integrity. Do you know what I mean? As well. Oh, you know, the the, the hard bits bit. of integrity. When, you know what happened with integrity? Yeah, oh, we're not talking yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, something else. Um, Tom's also another band called Rated X. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. 
which I don't think is a very good name personally, nah, but uh, the record's fucking awesome. So he sent me that, dude, that as well. So two good things from Pimlot. I don't know if I've listened to enough of them to be a fad yet, but they will be anyway. Like um, what else? Right, the actual thing I have been sessioning, Swamp Thing TV show. Oh, yeah, we talked about this. Right, so... Oh, did we talk about it already? No, no, was we that just, we just, no, 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 we just mentioned it. Didn't it get cancelled? It got cancelled, right? It's directed by James Wan, the dude who, um, yeah. Insidious and all that caper. They've clearly spent a fuck ton of money on it, okay? Uh, each episode looks amazing. What's going on here? Oh, shit, I know where this is going. Um... The clue spent a lot of money on it. I think, I think the budget is like, um, was what's crippled it. It was why it's been cancelled. Really? But it's, it's scary as fuck. The yeah, effects the are like, yeah, dude, it looked amazing. The, the, it it kind of looks like Evil Dead meets. Um, Something. No, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking par me off. <laughs> <laughs> um, Evil Dead meets something like um, The Thing. It's those kind of effects. It looks, it's dark. Really? It's, dude, it's really fucking good. And uh, I'm bummed it's been cancelled. But I've been rinsing that each episode like 90 minutes or whatever. I wonder if anyone around this table has ever had the nickname Swamp Thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah? Yeah? Who's that? Who could that be? Somebody at this table. <laughs> well, it wasn't me. And it wasn't me. It wasn't you. Gaff, I'm gaff, pretty no, sure it wasn't Gaff Scouse. No. And Connor, I've known you since you were in the womb, so... <laughs> what um... a crowbar and <laughs> That, that was absolutely... That, that, that wasn't was, even... That, that was, was a crowbar. crowbar. What yeah. a choreography. <laughs> Honestly, until he said... Swamp Thing, I totally forgot about it. I triggered myself by saying it, and I yeah. was like, oh, I've said this stuff nicely. So, as an aside, Rob, why did, what were you called Swamp Thing? I, I'm not called Swamp Thing. That's no I. <laughs> That's no I. Who <laughs> <laughs> told you that? I don't know, mate. I couldn't say <clears throat> Don. Well, then I guess we can't talk about it. <laughs> Don, Don, Don and Dan. <laughs> Don, I was just in the Beefcake Universe, I don't know. Beefcake Universe. So, is, is, this, is, this a hot, is this a hot topic? It's not a hot topic, and all will be explained. Unless you want me to explain right now. Yeah, go for it. No, I mean, we can do. Yeah. I'll come yeah. back to it. Yeah, do that. All right. So uh, I was on tour with Over My Dead Body and American Nightmare. And uh, after, usually after the shows, it just so happened that many of the nights, there was like Britpop nights. Okay. And so Wes and I would, and um, everybody, Max, would go to the Britpop nights and go dancing all night, having fun after the shows. And last show, the tour was in L.A., and or in um, Orange County, and but I knew there was this group pop up in, uh, clubs in LA, and I said, Oh, we should go up, it'd be fun. So, AN played, show was done, drove to LA, um, find an amazing parking spot like right behind the club. Convenient, that's yeah, nice, it was incredible. Get out, and as I'm getting out, Wes is like, Oh, hey, watch out, there's you know, it's all muddy right there. So, I was like, carefully getting out, foot slipped. Oh. Fell in, I thought, oh man, my foot's gonna get wet. Only I fell down chest deep. Holy shit! What the fuck? Yeah, it was some gaping was hole a, in the a, sidewalk. A ditch. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, yeah. So I fell down this rock. <laughs> <laughs> Wes pulls me out. I, I, I kind of like stopped myself by holding. You can't see this on the. Those people that are listening, yeah. but I'm holding my arms out. Like, and I stopped myself. One arm on the sidewalk, one arm on the curb. Chest deep in this puddle. I yeah, I kind of half climb out. Wes pulls me out, and my ex comes around the corner and says, "All right, you guys ready to go in?" Because she didn't see any of this happen, and I'm sopping wet head to toe. I'm like, "Are you fucking kidding me? Look at me!" I'm like, and then she just dies laughing. Wes and Max start dying, and then they gave me the name Swamp Thing. Nice. That's, not, like that's that. totally not what I expected. That's what, cool. were you, what were you thinking? I have no idea. You, you thought I shit my pants? Yeah. Or something? <laughs> that's, oh, yeah. No, that's that's, that's another story that yeah. I'm looking forward to. 
not your shit, someone else's. Don't worry. Oh, wow. this, this isn't a side. I've been doing some research as well. Oh. Um, I'm curious. <laughs> If you hadn't put your arms out, would you think you would have drowned? I think I would have drowned, but I would have Straight been a full dunk, like a yeah? dunk. Wow. Damn. Yeah, it was interesting. It was. It, it, it was hilarious, though. That's mental. It's... Big hole in the sidewalk. Like yeah. That. You, you can, you have an ability to like laugh at yourself when something yeah. goes wrong. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just yeah. as well, isn't it? Oh, because I'll, I'll give it. Yeah. <laughs> as we'll find out later in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Well, anyway, let's, let's, let's steer that back on track. Uh, yeah, so Swamp Thing is amazing, and I'm really sad that they've, they've cancelled it. It's got that proper, like, Alan Moore, that, so that run. That, that yeah, it's, it's like, it's like horror. Sick. It's really good. It's, it's nothing like any of the other DC TV programs, which I can kind of take or leave for the most mm-hmm. part. Um, I wish they put Constantine in it. That's the only sort of issue I have. I think that would have been cool. But uh, anyway, watch it. It's worth your time, even if it has been cancelled. Um, what was the other thing I had? Oh, that was it. Yeah, uh, I've been really listening to loads of agit pop lately. Yeah, we talked about it. Right, for those who are younger listeners yeah, or tell, tell smellies or whatever, agit pop. Uh, yeah. Back in the early nineties, when we used to get the Melody Maker and the Enemy and things like that to uh, guide our tastes, um, I got really into a band called Blaggers ITA. You ever heard of them, Rob? Right. It's kind of weird. Around, right around this sort of like 92, 93, I suppose, you got like a lot of kind of politically conscious bands, like Credit to the Nation. So like, like KLF and that type of stuff? Not not yeah. far from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adjacent, I would yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. yeah, KLF. A bit more like on the, rather than dance, they were like indie and like... Yeah. They, had, they had like dance elements though. Yeah, they? yeah like, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like consolidated as well, yeah, consolidated, um, yeah, all that stuff. Itself, yeah, stuff. all yeah, those yeah, things. That, that yeah, kind of, bands, yeah, you know yeah. that stuff. Well, blaggers were like a kind of. They were like a basically like a. They were an ex like oi band, weren't they? They were. They were. All, they were on. Were they on Helen of Oi Records or something like that, weren't yeah. they? But anyways, they were basically guys who were looked like football hoolies, uh, that kind of style. Um, but were completely left wing, like the other way, you know, like yeah. they were a, a very anti, did a lot of benefits, like anti fascist uh, action yeah. and stuff. And I really liked them when I was a kid. Uh, I saw them on The Word. Do you, you, you yeah, really yeah, watch yeah. that? Which, have you ever seen The Word? I presume yeah. you would have done, right? Well, The Word was like a youth TV program, if on you channel like, four, like, on Channel 4, late night. Like, no, Terry Christian was on it, the world's finest Manky Union. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it was just. You'd see a lot of bands that you wouldn't normally see anywhere else, like Sepultura playing, Sepultura that, playing yeah. that, Nirvana, Nirvana L7. L7. It's kind of like your 120 minutes. Like kind of. Ish. But, but, but did, no. No? Yeah. Like, more like a mix between that. And Tiswas. Yeah, and Tiswas. <laughs> and like Love Island. Yeah. It was men- it was, for, like, uh, it was almost like for townies. And Moshers, it was weird. Everyone kind of I'd always watch it. Like Oasis. Oasis's first televised appearance, I think, was on there. Supplied out like Soup Dragons. And You'd see all sorts. I, like, the, that's why I only ever watched it for the bands. I could yeah. take or leave yeah, the Aristotle yeah, shit with like it. Kissing grandma, man. So yeah. Like, what would you do for a quid or yeah, something yeah, like that? Yeah, anyway. Like, get, put a Johnny in your mouth and then suck it up so it came out for your nose. And yeah. Yeah. Shit like that. Just animal shit. Do you know yeah. what I mean? But they did have good bands on there like that you wouldn't normally see. And that's where I saw Blaggers like, yeah, they came on and they, like I said, they looked like football hooligans yeah, where they're playing like kind of rowdy music or whatever. I had never seen anything like it before. So, I'd forgotten all about that. And then this past week, I sort of rediscovered them somehow. I can't, do you know what I mean? And, yeah. and like, so weird that you did that. It, it just popped in the head and I was like, oh, I used to really like that song, Stress, about the you know, yeah, twocking yeah. motors or whatever. Yeah, so, um, I've heard the name, like, I can't remember hearing This thing is dead now. I mean, they're, they're kind of weird. Listen to them as a, as a grown up. I just thought they were like, I took, like a punk band. You know, they've got like, bits with horns in it as well. But, yeah, but, but it sings through like a megaphone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They sound horrible, Rob, but. It doesn't hold up. 
what you're it's great. It's amazing. I listened to it as an adult. And I was like, I get it. This is. I, it still sounds good to me. Like good, amazing like lyrics. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I got the kind of the whole left wing thing anyway, but I didn't yeah. really understand when I saw him as a kid. I didn't understand what a rock port and all that caper. Do you know what I mean? Now looking at him, I can see yeah. how kind of like aggressive that would have been. Do you know what I mean to have that leftist stance, yeah. but have that Back style? Then. Do you know what I mean? It's uh, so yeah. I've been sessioning them loads, and like one good that album. Came to my mind when you mentioned them, yeah, I was like, fuck, how far that boy is that? Yeah, What did you know what the ITA stood you know? for? In the area. In the area. Uh, so, uh, yeah. It made me think of your brother for some reason. Because yeah, I remember yeah. when I, I interviewed Area Effect, and he told me, I, I said, what was the name? What's the name mean? And he says, it's got nothing to do with like in the area or anything like that. I just remember yeah. I just remember your brother telling me that. I was like, all right, fucking chill out. Chill out, mate. Um, so, yeah. Blaggers ITA. Bad Karma. That's a fucking great record. Yeah. Go listen to it. You'll feel better. Have you ever gone back and listened to like Pop Lee itself? Like you know what? I was never big into uh, them. I used to love them. I like them. He's been outside. <laughs> I like them a bit more. That, yeah. I like them a bit more as an adult yeah, for some yeah. reason. Where, where are they from? Are they, uh, what are they from? Yeah, no, yeah, from, they're from. Uh, Apple Eat itself? Yeah. They're from Birmingham. Yeah. I thought they were from Wolverhampton or something like that. Yeah, Black Country, yeah. No, they're from here. I mean, you. Do you think of that Ish B9 Auschlanger song? Is that why you thought they were German? Yeah, yeah. Nah, I mean, you could be forgiven for yeah, listening yeah, totally. to a Brummie accent and thinking they were from another fucking world Probably because like, that's the world's worst, worst accent. accent yeah. But, um, nah. What? what? <laughs> I got... starts three Birmingham. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out Birmingham. Fuck yeah. I like, I like <laughs> warm people. Everyone smokes in Birmingham, even babies. It's, yeah. it's mental, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Vaping? Smoke and eat custard. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's where the birds factory was. Right? Is it? Yeah, that's where they used to Mellow birds. Mellow birds. Chuck coffee. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. So anyway, that's my that's my fab. Blaggers ITA, Swamp Thing, uh, the TV thing. series, not oh. the person. Yeah. And um, although I'm fatting on you as well, yeah. right? Now you're so, yeah. yeah, it's pretty good actually. Pretty good. We, me, me and Nate, <laughs> me and Nate did have a conversation about how we have kind of got a crush on you. A little bit. <laughs> oh, you don't have to. Don't yeah. say it just to make it better. <laughs> um, the best, you know what? The best thing about being with Rob is you get so much stuff for free. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking golden ticket. So we start calling him. I can't it? wait to go to Morrison's and film character. Like <laughs> you don't pay him. Get your big shot. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that was it. I think the first thing I said was that yeah, payday yeah, record. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm done. Doing? So that's my free fads. Jug on. Well, I. Uh... I'd have time for fads. Coffee. What's a coffee? Oh, coffee that's your job. That's not fun. Whoa. Tell us about your um, coffee, coffee degree or whatever it is you've coffee. been doing. <laughs> I've been doing uh, SEA courses, but that's not important. I'll just be mainly spending my money on different equipment, filling my kitchen up with as much coffee equipment as I can to run with my girlfriend oh, as much as possible. It's oh, good because I, I said to you today, can you find me a cheap grinder? And you went, yeah, coffee grinder. And you found one, it was like 270 quid. That's cheap. No, the one, one the one that I found on Amazon was 17 quid. Yeah, man, that's not good. Nah. I, I bought a new grinder. There you go. Is it? Yeah. Got a new grinder. Uh, I got grinder. a Mocker Master. I got a Clever Dripper the other day as well. <laughs> You've got a Clever Dripper. You bought some medicine for that. <laughs> Fuck me. But yeah, just drinking all the coffee. That's kind of my life on the And for people who don't you know, Gavi's a big coffee man and Rob also owns... A coffee shop called Heartwork in San Diego. Check that out. It's uh, yeah. good as fuck, apparently. Yeah. You've brought coffee over for me, and it's nice. I'm going to drink it all tonight. Yeah. What are you saying, Connor? What's your fads, mate? I haven't really got a fad. I've 
I've been working. Oh, I've started a new job, all right? Uh, put my fad, linked into work. Morrison's Link- Real Deals. Fucking soon. Morrison's Real <laughs> Deals. Fucking <laughs> soon. Three quid. Three quid, three fifty. Someone go. Any drink you want. Make it a crisp, whatever. You fill like a medium box full of like salad and that. Retaliate is a mosh as fuck band. Because yeah, well, I, I never band. checked them out before. Yeah, and it was only that. great. That's a mosh bar. So yeah. mosh bar it's fun. a really good podcast. Um, every episode is like about an hour or so, but it, it does a really good job of, of kind of delving into the scene and how they did what they did back then and how bands toured. And so he really gets into kind of, gets kind of meta with it. Mm. And it's really cool. Yeah. He pulls out a lot, of the, uh, a lot of good stuff out of the guests as well. It's not just. Yeah. You know, oh, tell me this. Tell me when this happened. He actually sort yeah. of manages to pull out a narrative. Like a yeah, it's a narrative. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, you could tell like with each guest, he goes out of his way and does a lot of research about like records they've been on and, and or shows that they played or certain flyers. Like, tell me about this yeah. show or tell me about that first time you went to CBS in 1983. What was that like? Yeah. You know, to hear stories from like old punks like touring back then uh, is is pretty. Yeah, it's a really cool way to document kind of a segment of the SoCal scene. Um, and Zach's doing a really good job. And he's like 13, 14 episodes in by now. It's good. Um, he does it regularly as well, doesn't it? As yeah. He shows it week, out. Yeah, well, pretty much. He's, yeah. he's he front-loaded a lot of interviews, I guess. So mm. he's got enough to kind of... Um, yeah. I find that quite interesting, that particular area as well of, of Southern California. Do you know what I mean? It seems... I know it's sort of documented in 
it's a live fanzine and stuff yeah. that's running out there, wasn't it? But um, to hear to hear like the first hand accounts and stuff, I really like it. It's really, yeah. I only got turned onto it because uh, Dan was on it, weren't he? And he, I think he posted about it. Yeah. yeah, second yeah, or third yeah, episode. Yeah, 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 that's right. yeah. yeah. and um, yeah, that's that's why I ended up liking the other stuff. I like the other stuff more than Dan's pod, to be honest. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah it's more more interesting. <laughs> Um, do you know what it reminded me of? I was just coming over there. That I, I've known you too long. Yeah, it's got, yeah, a, similar, it's got yeah. a similar vibe to that, and it's yeah. the Seattle one. Yeah, it's like local, locals only, and all that's yeah. like a nice it's cool a thing. Dave Larson's yeah. podcast. Yeah, that's Dave a great Larson. podcast. I love that podcast. Yeah. It's really cool to hear those yeah. stories, and it's cool because some of the people that I, I do know these, some of the people that have been on his podcast as well. So it's really cool to kind of get their perspective of Definitely. growing up and touring and, and all that. There's but, a lot of like unbroken undertow stories on that. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. love that baby was saying about when, like, I guess you, maybe when you guys were some messed in for the first time and they, and they all got out of the van and they were like, was it Petty Bone had like the, the grease back the, hair grease back and like everyone else was like a scumbag and then he said like your band got out and everyone in your band had the similar style but the singer looked like was like just swap singers <laughs> yeah, or something. Yeah, singers. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That yeah, everyone cool. laughed because yeah, Dave never, he sometimes wear his hair up but, you know, not as often as we did. And, yeah. But Pettybone always, yeah, always had the pump. Always yeah. had the pump. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought it was a good, good little story. I like that. Yeah. But yeah, that's a good podcast. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of what I've been really into um, is just finding these new podcasts, especially ones about all the old punk, and I just love to hear the perspective and how that part of like our history is kind of documented, and it's and I, it's interesting to see like who who they pick and and why and kind of and and hear about uh, you know how they tour and and I find it odd that even people outside of that region like know about these bands mm. and what a big deal they were yeah. yeah absolutely it must seem weird as well I, I often think this because maybe to them it's just a local scene isn't it yeah you know but like there'll, there'll, be, there'll be people because you know like yeah. I was saying to someone the other day about like San Diego hardcore for, for example yeah. do you know what I mean yeah. absolutely fascinated by it but to you it's, it's, just your, it's, your, it's your local scene, isn't it? But yeah. you have all these people outside who've got these kind of like make their own mythology about it almost, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's yeah, it's, it's fascinating. Yeah, like you say, it's just... But I, I think, you know, I, I think a lot of those people I, I appreciated what they had and they were very proud of what they... Because everything mm. was... Even in San Diego, like, much like we're to the south of L.A., Oxnard was to the north of L.A. Right. And, oh, right. Is it that yeah, far? right? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's probably not the same distance, but, you know... About an hour and a half, two hours, right, okay. give or take. But um, you know, I think that they were very proud of what they had sure. because back then everything was Los Angeles, L.A., L.A., San Francisco. It was never about all these. You know, you didn't hear much about San Diego. You didn't hear much about Oxnard. Um, and it's really cool that both cities kind of built their own scenes yeah. their own way and without a lot of support. It's kind of just very truly DIY. Yeah, because like, from from my point of view. Like in the early nineties, looking at it, I didn't think LA had a scene or San Francisco. I, I, San Diego did. Yeah, I think Seattle did. Those other places didn't really have. I'll a tell you what was weird. I was saying this when I was uh, um, visiting, and I was in Chula Vista, and um, that's a, that's a that's a small little old town, isn't it? Like yeah, it's, it's yeah. and Chris seemed surprised that I knew anything about it. I was like, yeah, but Vinyl Communications is from it. Was it Vinyl How Communications? Do you know about that? Yeah, I got the Amenity Seven Inch. Oh. So I was just like, but I know, and my yeah. my whole geography of America is based on the back oh, of like seven in, seven, seven inch addresses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. like yeah. okay, so Chula Vista, what what yeah. what's there? You know, so when I was driving around, he was like, what the fuck? 
and because I know it because of like you know that yeah. Mini Seven Inch. So. Yeah, I mean Bob from Vana Communications. He, I actually just saw him about three weeks ago um, at a friend's going away party. Um, he was super instrumental with starting a label, booking shows. Sure. Um, same with this guy Tim Mays, um, who owns this bar called the Caswell. Really good guy. They were both instrumental in the early '80s, like bringing over some big punk bands. Um, and then doing house shows, backyard shows, venues all over the place. They were pretty instrumental in the punk scene. Um, I, they were before my time. I, I, I didn't go to my first show till 86. Um, I was in ninth grade. But um, they... Rob's old, by the way. Yeah, I am old. Yeah. How old are you? Uh, God. I'll be 47. Whoa! Wow, you don't look yeah. it, mate. Yeah. Aging well. Clean living. Isn't it? Edgeman. That's right. <laughs> But um, but Bob was super instrumental. I mean, he would have these crazy backyard shows, and you in you know Jello B. Offer did spoken word at an Damn. event he did. Operation Ivy played in his backyard, and I went with Chris Kohler, and Chris Kohler is my oldest friend, and I, I met him eighty five, eighty six when I met Chris, Damn. and you know seeing Op Ivy in Bob's backyard, and you know and talking to him about this actually just recently, like three weeks ago, um, with Bob. Bond Communications, he was he's like, I built this for, for us and you guys, for, for kids to have a place to go and like hang out, see a punk show without it being wild and, you know, dangerous because San Diego in the 80s was notorious for super violent shows, yeah. especially the bigger, the bigger scenes, um, why, the bigger why, shows. Why was that? Yeah, lots of why, skinheads. Gang and, trouble and stuff. Yeah, a lot, like, a lot of Nazi skinheads in the 80s, just like, you know, I don't know, it was a fad. It was, it was their fad. That was their fad. What's, yeah. your, what's your fad? Hating minorities. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I mean, that was a, a big thing in the 80s, so the shows were always violent. You were always kind of on guard for, like, something to pop off. But at Bob's shows, it was a little different. It was like he created this little microcosm sure. of backyard shows that were kind of a safe space to be yourself and see, you know, Sticky and Crimshine and, um, you know, Op Ivy and whatever, you know, Joe Bioff off the spoken word, like I said, so, and then Amenity would play, yeah. and Bob's band Neighborhood Watch, um, and he put out the seven inch, so, you know, like, basically, for, for me as a kid, my ground zero is Neighborhood Watch, Bond Communications, Amenity, like, without them, like, I wouldn't have been as involved sure. with punk and hardcore, um, you know, I, I went to a few shows before they were doing things, but... It was just because I had older friends and I kind yeah. of got introduced to going to the shows. But that was like the big giant shows. Like Bob kind of did the whole DIY. Like Took it down to a level that's accessible. Out, yeah. yeah, figured out how to record a band, how to put out a record, how to print packaging just all on his own. There's always one guy in there. It always seems to be got one guy who's just like, yeah, yeah. how hard how could it be? You know, yeah. So, so yeah, cool. you know, with him and Amenity, it kind of like, oh, wow, like they're in a band. And a couple of the Amenity guys like uh, lived within blocks of me. Like, Barry, the drummer, lived on the same street as me, so oh, I ended right. up meeting him, um, and the bass player lived about four blocks over, and Tim lived just on the other side of the freeway from me, so I kind of all met those guys when I was kind of a younger skate yeah. rack. They're just a couple years older than, than I I think am. Tim was just on that podcast, actually. Oh, I think I'm great, sure they just did it, but I've not listened to his interview yet. But. Great interview, and it's really cool because he was like there for like the first wave of hardcore black flag sure. and misfits and all that stuff discharge so you got to see a lot of that stuff he seems to like still be involved somewhat as well doesn't he's he band, like he's got a band um adult crash, adult crash yeah i reviewed and their record he was he, really really fucking nice actually like i i did a review of it i found it yeah um just reviewed it and it, like he commented and i was like holy fuck that's 
Tim from you know, I got yeah. like a little buzz off it, so <laughs> you know. But it's yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah Tim is a very special person, and and he's done a lot for hardcore in San Diego with bands and being supportive of sure. bands. And Adult Crash is incredible. I mean, it's just like the rebirth of like SSD, yeah, for Boston real. hardcore, kind of like a cross between, um, kind of like Septic Death, SSD. It's just brutal and gnarly. It's got power, fun. but yeah, yeah, it's just angry, and his voice is so great to hear him sing. I mean, and he's, you know, I think he's about six, seven years older than me. So oh, he, shit. Yeah, so he's like early 50s. And he's just... My body's age. <laughs> but not a lot of people that seem to know that band. You know, like when I, when I, I think I found him on Instagram when I was looking for a band, yeah. to be fair. And uh, I was just like, fucking, that's really good. And yeah. then when I dug a little deeper, I you know, discovered it was OGs or whatever involved. Yeah, yeah. it's fucking great. Yeah, cool. really good band. Very good. I'll listen to anyway. that interview because uh, you know, it's got some interesting things to say. That fellow... Um, anything else are you done no that, that's my fad podcast good life. fad podcast life mm. all about podcast life hard <laughs> all about that pod life what's your fad mate my, my mate is fucking work isn't it that's not no mate that's not a, no, that's not that, a fad you come in here and say your <laughs> fad is work <laughs> make something Chip up boys. that's what I'll do isn't it? It? <laughs> I actually well, watched watch, I watched that um, I, know it's, I know it's quite old now but I watched that Sex robots, whatever it's called. Yeah, it's good. Some of it's good, isn't it? Some of it's good, some of it's some shit. shit. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. Some of it. The one with the um, like the mechs on the planet with the with the where they're like oh, farmers yeah, yeah, and yeah. aliens coming to us. Oh, fucking sick. Did you see the one with all the werewolf guys in it? I love that one. The one That's in, mental. The, the, the two I, in Afghanistan. Yeah. I didn't like that one that much. No? I, I didn't like it because it was like CGI rather Weird than, animation. It was like yeah. a yeah. like a new age animation thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You you I'll tell you the one that I dug was the uh, the episode where the three three robots go to Earth to visit like I've watched that one yet. I mean, watched it. I won't so lie charming, yeah, charming as fuck, but the animation's good and it's got like, it's kind of like Wally or something in, no, in its no, way. Yeah. It's got like a little charming little story, but it's also kind of you get a little bit like shitting with the sugar, which yeah. I kind of like. You know, I was like, I was like the. I think the one with the, uh, where they're like the the Russians hunting the monsters. Out yeah, of fuck me. Have you seen this? Is this on your Netflix? I've never heard of it. It's basically like um, it's like little twenty minute. Not even that. Some of them are two yeah, minutes. Yeah, like, it's like little like shorts. animated shorts. Yeah. An anthology. Some of them, Fincher directed one of them. It's a big, know. big yeah. name. Are they, are they all interlinked? Or is no, no, no. Standalone stories. A bit like, uh, you know, Out of Limits Black or something Mirror like that. Or or, yeah, Black Mirror yeah. is a good example. Like that, just little shorts. Some it of them is are called like, Love, Sex, Robots, isn't it? Love, yeah, Sex and Robots. Yeah. Something stupid. It's, it's like a crap name. But the I think the guy with something to do with Deadpool is the guy who's kind of like assembled these... Oh, Max. <laughs> the guy that assembled these stories, but yeah, it's all all the stars of animation are different, but they're good. You know, yeah. there's a social political aspect to it. Definitely, yeah. yeah. I rated it. I was, I was pleasantly surprised. But yeah. I thought the first one, you know, where they're like those, um, where it's, like, like, it's like VR. Isn't it? Oh, where you're where putting they, like their consciousness into the into the monsters. Mo- thing. I thought that was a bit too sexy. Yeah, I didn't like too, that one. I, I, I liked it, it until it yeah. got like perverted at the end. Yeah. I was like, there's no need for it. So. I, it kind of went a bit weird, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah, I like the one where they look in the fridge and there's that fucking. I just uh, like that one. You don't like it? I see that one. No, I don't like it. Was Recently, it because you were hungry? Because yeah, is it? Do you open up and say this, this savage yeah. realm is not vegan? Yeah. I can't eat this, but it's <laughs> that's good. Good episode. Yeah, yeah. into it. All right, fair enough. What's yeah, next? So that's good. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Anything else? Um, getting free food apparently. Yeah, rubbing around such well, mate. That's less of a fad, more of a lifestyle. Yeah, I would lifestyle say choice. Yeah. Apparently, when you're with Rob, you don't need to be. I know. I reckon in Manchester that might not work. No, I don't think it will either. Food tour 2019. Yeah. We'll see what happens. That's a tour I'll be on. I'll, I'll show up Mate, for that one. Yeah, you've, you've done us proud. 
If you know someone who really is. If he doesn't know someone, he will know someone. Yeah. So, comes in a charming man. I can't wait to go to Oracle and use my power. Powers of the Powers of the Trainer. You just got. You've got to set him straight, mate. You can't let him take the piss. No, I can't you let him. Straight, I mean, mate. if it happens, I'll just order it online. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that'll learn him, won't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I still, I still buy some. Yeah, yeah, but buy something while you're there as well. You're really, really teaching a lesson. It kind, of, it kind of takes the edge off the story, doesn't it? Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. What I fucking, fucking ran a right go at him and then spent six hundred. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're going to change yeah, their ways. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I fucking told them. They'll guess again yeah. anyway. Um... Yeah, okay, I love, so... I love, that's very inside. That's like previous episode. Yeah, it's yeah. very meta. That's a, it it's is, it's a flashback. Flashback episode. Yeah. Flashback Friday. You, you, you've got to be in deep on this podcast to catch some of these references. This shit will surface again like a le- leviathan from the depths. Do you know what I mean? Look at that. Love Island. Please. God. Don't you watch that? No, I do. I fuck, man. Like, do, do you know what this is? Oh, love yeah, Island. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. It's literally... You know, I'm not even going to get into it. People no. like what they like, and that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. It's like some people it's like just trash TV. Dude, dude. Yeah. some people like sniffing glue. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's kind of like Game of Thrones. Try to, but the first one of the players moved to another city. Oh, great! So that's cool. Yeah. Um, that was the uh, the one, the good guy. No, the lady, the lo- oh, the, a lovely lady, uh, Sally Ann, and she's not in anymore. It's a shame. Sally, I went to school. Did you? Oh, Sally you know Ann her? Fish. Not Sally Ann Fish. Oh, no, 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 no. no. no, no, no. What, what became of Mrs. Fish? I don't know. No, <laughs> did she marry uh, the football? Yeah, <laughs> Billy Fish. <laughs> 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 Uh, wow. Um, <laughs> it was a deep cut. Um, what about you, Rob? Have you done any role playing lately or gaming or laughing? Oh! Oh, the voice in the corner speaks. Yeah, you know, that's all he does these days. He, yeah, he's since a he, sniper. Yeah, he's a little sniper. Yeah. Pipes up every now and Especially again. Especially with and like, his glasses yeah. and the beady eyes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Gets you in the crosshair. It does look like he's from like a Vietnam film, doesn't it? You know, when he makes the glasses. Yeah. He, he looks like Joker. That's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Full metal. metal. What's that pen, son? <laughs> <laughs> uh, full metal jacket, yeah. The bad bit of full metal jacket. 
right? Yeah, I mean, I haven't had a, a, a lot of time, but when I lately kind of RPG hiatus right now for a little while just because there's a lot of moving parts in everyone's lives. Yeah, sure. But we, you know, when we can, we've been meeting with Chris on Sundays and doing uh, uh, Wild in the Streets, playing yeah. Kill, Kill Team. Um, Did I you love, see Brendan I love was Kill down. Team. Yeah, I saw Brendan, Brendan down. down. Away yeah, I was in Tokyo. Yeah. I was bummed that. Yeah, I've never met him. I I love their podcast, and I don't know him at all. But you know, it would have been cool to play some games with him. I think he's going to try and make it a mortal thing. He said. Oh, nice. Is he far? Where he lives then? Where does he live? He lives in Arizona. Arizona. Uh, it's about six hours. Oh, is it drive. right? Five hour drive. What you should do is you should get a six hour plane to Arizona to England. That's what you should yeah, do. That's what he should do. But um, yeah, you know, wild in the streets, and uh, and I I love Kill Team. Like to be able to just play Thousand Sons, like this little squad. It's like a quick version of War Bands. That's yeah. why I'm loving Kill Team. And it's a really fun game. Have you still got all your figures from. Yeah. Yeah. Are you yeah. Thousand Sons? Yeah. I have some Thousand Sons. And... Why do you like Thousand mm. Th- Sons so much? I, I love their whole backstory, like reading the whole mythos of like them being sealed and Aramoth trying to save them, and mm. um and it all goes awry, and, and you know they've got a good story, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's just a great story. I mean, they all have different stories. Some are better than others. Um, the oh, the this. Caliban one was the worst. Dude. Oh, so Lion nice. L Johnson. Lion L Johnson. Yeah, oh, terrible, no. terrible name, terrible backstory. Like they don't even need to be. The thing that makes it so sad about those guys is I, I always thought when I was younger they looked coolest because they had the robes yeah. and shit yeah. like that. I was like, these guys should be cool. And then when the web story boring as fuck, yeah, yeah it's, it's the worst. I mean, you know yeah. their whole thing is a you know their whole thing is a metaphor. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's fucking that, that's a terrible backstory. I like the, word, the ones that I came around on was word bearers. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Iron warriors. Iron warriors. Iron warriors is uh, pretty good, but the, the yeah. but the word bearers. Oh, oh my god. Uh, they, yeah, they, but they have a great backstory. Yeah. Great backstory. Wait, are in the heresy. Yeah. Mad, they do get sick. Yeah. yeah. I think they're fucking cool. Man. Yeah. Like, I, I, just like, I like that they love they love the emperor yeah. that so much. Like when they fell, it's like when they fell. They yeah. fell. It's oh, just it's as some hard. Lucifer shit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like morning but, star straight I, out. Yeah, him. I mean, I love all that stuff. But yeah, the Thousand Suns was just always kind of like my favorite yeah. backstory. And then sure. when all the books started coming out, and I got to read more, and and then if you go to the what is it there the Wikipedia the lexicon the lexicon, lexicon. yeah yeah, yeah. Lexicon. and you just get into a rabbit hole yeah, like oh you'll you'll there. lose hours yeah oh I have shit. yeah it's, yeah uh, and I I love it and I had to take a break even my wife was like are you still reading about this book <laughs> I'm like I can't stop reading about these people I'm so invested <laughs> these like what happened people, to the yeah. emperor <laughs> like, I mean obviously I knew what happened but you know, just to kind of get more detail behind it and you know and things you know and then all these side stories like Flight of the Eisensteins where like when the fucking battle kicked off and some guys escaped and even though their you know their um, their units like fell they were like we're not part of this and they all worked together and just getting chased by chaos marines like through the warp it was fucking great some event horizon shit that edge you know what I mean that's so good good, yeah Yeah, Yeah. that's a fantastic book so yeah you know but because of those books and you know but even prior to those books coming out I always kind of liked yeah kind of the story of they're your guys yeah I dig them I, I mean I tell you what I was kind of like I was always iffy about them because I was a Space Wolves guy but then I flipped oh, I flipped oh, course, yeah, yeah. I flipped on them completely yeah it's just that, that you know there's, there's a two books isn't yeah, there yeah, that are told yeah. from two different perspectives yeah. Yeah. yeah and I just 
I thought that was great. It, it, it totally skewed my perspective. Good, yeah, they're cool really in, that, in those books when it's not when they're like kind of like these almost peripheral characters, yeah. like. And they're that, more like barbarians rather than Vikings. They're too, just like yeah. well, they're like attack dogs, aren't they? Yeah. That's the whole yeah. thing. It's like when he when he uh, the emperor turns the wolves onto um, yeah. on Magnus's yeah. uh, Prospero. That's fucking awesome, dude. You know, it's yeah. like, like laying waste. Kind of like the enforcers. Like, yeah, that's it. There's one other scene that I because I obviously I was waiting for him all the time in those books, and they don't really show up that much. Uh, but there's one bit in that Unremembered Empire, yeah, where. Uh, Gilliman walks down and there's all the shattered legions and all these guys are stood around and then there's just these he hears that noise yeah, he's like what the fuck is that noise I'm trying to talk and then it's like a, a bunch of space just sharpening their blades yeah. and they're, he's going is this how you act like to, to a Primark and they're like we're here to make sure you don't fuck up like and yeah. I just think oh fuck yeah. the audacity of that is just like that's good. I like that cheat you know <laughs> but yeah okay so you've been playing so you've been playing games that work no, we did it once what were you playing? Shadespire. I like that game, man. That's alright. It's all the one. No, no, not all. The new one. With the, with the ghosts and that. Alright. Yeah, it was good. It's alright. Call it back. Where did you play it? Like what? in the, the lunchroom? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he didn't, he didn't let me use any magic. He was like, you can't use magic. I was like, well, all my guys are magic. None of yours. I was like, yeah, it's alright. <laughs> <laughs> you got fucked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Amazing. That's because he hadn't read the rules. Yeah, yeah. I thought I was reading the rules. How long is your lunch break? Um, we, we, we got a flight to play. Yeah, yeah, man, if you've got an hour to play a fucking game, that like two turns? Is that what it was? Yeah, we played three games. Wow. Yeah. Is it that quick? Yeah, it's quick, man. Honestly, yeah, 20 minutes each. See, I, I'm about that. At this stage in yeah, my I'm life, life, I'm about that, I'm about that well, brevity. I think Combat Patrol, we should do something like that. Winter's coming around again, man. Once, once we stop, talked but... about doing that, didn't we? we yeah, like yeah. or like, or like six fifty or something. Just like, it's just tiny games. But man, yeah. once the weather gets cold, we ain't gonna be going out and doing shit. All I, so I, like... I, me and Paolo were doing my project at the end of the year. This is me, Elder, like, like chocolate chip Elder. Oh really? Oh shit! Chocolate chip Elder. Chip Elder. Mint chocolate. Mint chocolate. Do you do you play with Bolly, right? That's because yeah, we do years ago, yeah. yeah. And you've been playing that? Yeah, we haven't played for a few weeks. Haven't we? no, it's good though, isn't it? Yeah. I haven't played that game. Bolly ran it at that last chiller we did or whatever. Yeah. I, I, I was sort of dipping in and looking. It looked cool. But it's cool, isn't it? No, there was no game. seat at the table for me, unfortunately. No, it's a good game. It's, uh, it's, the story's kind of at an arc now as well. Yeah. It kind of, it went a diff- we ended up making it go a completely different way. Yeah, he was a bit like, yeah, the last the last session. Bolly does had, not yeah. like it when you he, go off the fucking, fucking rails. Yeah, he had to wing it. But he did well, did he? Yeah, he wouldn't have known until he yeah, told us. So, yeah. so he, told he told us the end. He went, I made all out because we went and like, fair play. Yeah. Feel like it. He's and growing, I tried man. to kill people pretty much all the time, burn yeah. down houses, that kind of stuff. That oh, cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're that dick. That guy, I am yeah, always that guy. Awesome. That's right. Yeah, so I haven't done shit, really. That's it. I did. What was that? I played um, online with Stephen. Tell Stephen us about that. Dice. Played his uh, RPG that he's writing. Uh, we used a system called Mothership, right. which is, I think... Cool you, t-shirt. I don't know anything about the rules or anything. You can like get that. it um, off their website. It's pay, pay what you want. So, nothing. So nothing. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, <laughs> well, I got it because I didn't know what it would be like as a system, so what I'm going to do so is download you're, it. you're going to go back and give them some money. Are you you're going to go back to Temple of Satan tomorrow and give yeah. them some money. I, 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 I don't think that's happening. Yeah. I'll, go, I'll go there tomorrow. 
<laughs> give, give a tip off. Yeah, yeah so that it's a good system. That it's, it's a it's got like a good like fear mechanic in it. Maybe not fear panic mechanic. Panic mechanic. Panic mechanic. Panic mechanic. <laughs> like Magic Mike. <laughs> and uh, especially like if you play like because it's like you can play like a clone like a marine or like a scientist um, a teamster who's like somebody who works on the ship. Yeah, dude. Um, Blue collar guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Or um, an android. But, uh, what did you play? I played a marine. Of course. What I did was Stephen was like, "We've got this game started now. The lads who are going to play it with us haven't done any to prep the characters. Can you make your characters?" And I went, "I'll tell you what. I'll make four characters, one for each one, and then whichever one you need, I'll be that character." This is ner- you know what? You're nerdy as fuck, man. Yeah, That's, yeah, I'm yeah. surprised at this. That's a lot of effort yeah. you put in. So there, yeah, yeah. So but is that I, the stuff you sent me on the? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like a little backstory for each fan. I ended up playing the marine. It was fucking good, man. It's a bit like... So it was like space horror or something. Is that yeah, yeah. So I don't want to say anything about it, but it's like Alien meets Event Horizon meets The Thing. Holy shit. That sounds say, like the best game ever. Yeah. Say, yeah. Fuck this part. Let's play that game. On a, on a spaceship, yeah. Space you get sent horror. out. Yeah. But, yeah. The, the basic premise is you work for this like corporation and you're like a deep recovery asset team. Okay. So you've got like a little spaceship that you do like you're like into hyperspace or whatever. Go into your little pods like in aliens, and you wake up when you, you get wake there. Wake up when you get there, like yeah. So this ship had gone like dark, lost all communication. It was like this expensive experimental ship, right? So they sent. Our so team it was out. Event Horizon. Yes, yeah, so they sent oh, our, okay. our team out to, to to like fix the communication master, whatever. Yeah, and, and you sort of like dock on the ship and different stuff's going on. Yeah, it's it fucking good. That sounds cool. Sounds it was great. cool. Yeah, yeah the best thing about especially like docking on the ship. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know what's going to yeah. unfold. So, yeah. so Ager, Ager played it round a table when he was in America. Okay. And Stephen was saying it took them like three hours to get off their ship because they did like so much role playing between each other and they were like, I'd like gearing up scenes and all this kind of shit. <laughs> but but wow. because we played online, <laughs> yeah. we, we didn't quite Full have the same. Yeah, yeah. Full we didn't quite have the same. I like to think you were sat uh, in your flat, yes, uh, sat wearing flat. your full airsoft uh, equipment. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I had a fucking long like, paint on, yeah, yeah. chest rig, backpack, yeah. With gear. Yeah. chest rig on. In so it. we played at one a.m. in the morning. But that, do- that doesn't even sound that strange to me, no. given the fact that we tried so, to learn a new game of Frostgrave at midnight. So we played at one o'clock in the morning. So what I did was I left work at like half four, and I thought I'm going to go home and have a sleep. Which you did. So what I did was I went home and then. The church around the corner for me was having bell ringing practice for four hours. <laughs> <laughs> so I just lay there, like in the bed, like awake. Uh, How did they so, sound? Ding dong, ding yeah. dong. I've got a. I saw, did you see that video I took of it the other day? No, mate. Fucking hell, mate. It's just so it, let me get a copy of that. You've got some unbroken release songs. Yeah, yeah there, there we go. There we go. So yeah, now. Yeah, so we played from 1 a.m. after I hadn't slept. Until half five. And then I just went straight to work. Oh my god. <laughs> so that was a good day. Yeah. I drank a lot of coffee. I bet you felt like shit. Yeah. When it gets around to two o'clock in the afternoon, yeah, that's when it hits me, man. Like, I'm just like, oh my god. god. The worst. But the game, no, I should, I, what, could, We should play that game. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I said that to Steve the other day. Sounds like my couple Is it. I trust Steve was running it, so I'm presuming it wasn't very rules heavy. Not really, no. no. It was good. good. I, I used the panic, the panic mechanic. Mm. It sounds um, like a shit band. That's a yeah, shit. That's my is, first yeah, punk yeah. band. Yeah. Yo, we're Panic Mechanic. What do we bought? Just all the yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Shantz band. Yeah, oh, thanks, man. Yeah, checkerboard band. Yeah, Shantz. <laughs> yeah. 
Bowie shirt. Long hair on drums because yeah, yeah. they're, yeah, they're, they're running out, really run out of punk school, mates. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a full fucking cage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he's doing four four. But yeah, so the panic the panic system is like if you see if you see something that's like like a creature or not even that though. It's like if you feel it'll settle to character, you have to roll. You have to roll under your value. Each, each character's got like a specific value. You have to roll under it, or else you get a point of stress against your oh, character. Oh shit! Like, okay. Yeah, and then and then you have to roll. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, same as Cthulhu. Then you have to roll over your stress on a D on two D six. Obviously, as the harder it, it gets, and yeah, it so as you build up stress, yeah, the harder it gets not to panic. It's and then once you start panicking, you, you start ta- no, you start taking on like um, oh, it's like. Oh, it's not an issue. Like really... traits or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. okay. Yeah, yeah. And if you roll, to, I don't know, you just have an heart attack and die. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, pretty intense, fun. isn't it? Yeah. What did so you do in your RPG? Good. Kill an orc, plunder some treasure, uh, had, uh, a, had, uh, a, uh, had a stroke. Uh, like, uh, <laughs> 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 I went to hospital for six months and lost all my money. Yeah, no, okay, it was really, right. really good. We played with a couple of Stevens mates. Uh, Cramps. Sorry, I get it from yeah, time yeah, to time. Yeah, it was cool, man. We played for like, Four and a half hours. Do you reckon Stephen failed the stress mechanic when he got beat up by a 44-year-old girl? <laughs> 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 poor wow. Stephen. Poor Stephen getting choked out by a 12-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> she, she got me the leg lock. I wasn't ready for it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, God. Beat up by a child. Whatever, man. <laughs> I, just shake, I just imagine him getting shaken down for his yeah. dinner money and shit. Like, oh, do you know what I mean? Going out of work and it's like some little kid. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Okay, so you're the only one really who's done any... Considered role playing, yeah. I suppose so. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. guess you need to get that rule set, and so we can we'll play. do that. We'll run that, yeah. So we're going to release that module. Uh, oh, shit, are we? Yeah, we're doing that. Yeah, Steve's got someone to do the artwork, me, dude. That, no, <laughs> that oh, dude's artwork looks amazing. That, the artwork you he sent over yeah. looked incredible, yeah, like right. straight up. That was like some warp spawn yeah. Cthulhu shit. I was into it, yeah. It's gonna look it's the guy who did it, he had to use a Russian translator, yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> it's, it's a, a, it's a Russian dude, so yeah. it, the communications are amazing. Russian Google Translate. <laughs> the vibe I want is very Arnold terminating. <laughs> yeah, that kind of shit. <laughs> Amazing. That's going to be cool. I wish I could watch that conversation. Yeah, Steve's totally. one of the most American people I've ever yeah, met. Yeah, yeah. Uh, talking to a Russian for a translator. It's like some, some Rocky Four shit, that, isn't it? Shit. You know? <laughs> some Cold War shit. Cold War. Perhaps he has to like project his consciousness <laughs> like MK Ultra to try and talk to him. That's why it's all good fucked up. So, uh, Rob, when you play D&D... How long have you been playing in your D&D group for? Jeez. Uh, gaming with the same people, I mean, including Chris, you know. I mean, just D&D or just gaming? And gaming. Not, gaming in general, general, I would say. I mean, God, Chris and I started gaming in 89. Wow. 90, right. so. I mean, I played D&D when I was younger with some friends when I was like elementary, junior high. Sure. And then kind of fell apart. And then Chris and I... Um, Met I, through his younger brother. Uh, we did a band together for a hot minute. And um, what's that band called? Because I like facts. Uh, Caustic humor. Caustic humor, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, we did play. Uh, we actually on played some crazy shows. Like, really? Yeah, we played with Inside Out and Note for an Answer. Yeah, and, oh. I think I've seen a flyer with this. I'm sure Chris was telling me about this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Caustic humor. Yeah, amazing. it was kind of crazy. Like we were just junior high, high school kids just throw us on to open yeah, just sure. so they didn't have to open <laughs> yeah we were terrible what did it sound like uh, just 
shitty sloppy punk, punk kind of yeah, yeah sloppy punk and had songs about like waffles and <laughs> like just who did any of the other people in the band go on to be in any other bands or no. just you just the uh, yeah we survivor? were a three piece oh wow yeah. wow yeah Power trio. Power trio. That nice. was like Rush. Fuck that. <laughs> that was epic. That was epic. Um, but yeah, then uh, then Chris and I, you know, we would hang out now and again, and then we kind of reconnected in high school. I was in um, tenth grade, and he was a senior, he's a couple years older. He's like, "Oh, um, do you play D and D?" And I was like, oh, "I haven't played in a while. I'd love to." He's like, "Oh, me and some friends play in a garage. You should come over." And he, Chris used to live by my grandma's house um, growing up. And so I'd go there on the weekends and just play all day, all Amazing. night, like Fridays and Saturdays. Just and then we weren't doing that; we were skateboarding or going to shows. It was like skateboard D and D shows. Like it's that's the life in it. It's like it was the fucking best. And and then through Chris, I met other friends. You know, Ben and um, his brother Danny and this guy John Sal. They all they were, would play you know D and D Cthulhu Warhammer. Sure. And so. Anytime we were gaming, it was, you know, Epic Scale, Space Hulk, Ravenloft, and then, you know, Magic the Gathering, when that first came out, sure. we were, you know, White Wolf games, and we were getting into all that stuff um, together, and just continuously gaming, and the groups, you know, we haven't gamed in, in a while, but um, I think hopefully later this year, pick it back up. Yeah. We, yeah, but we've been playing this one particular campaign for 10 years. Whoa! Yeah, and the player, the yeah, the characters are epic at this point, and we went through three point five to fourth to Paizo to fifth edition, all with the same characters, just constantly Damn. translating the characters like to the new edition. That's cool, but it's you, great. You must be attached to those characters. Oh, uh, we are, like, and yeah. everyone's like, we need to finish this out more out of like what is going to happen to these people. So, what do you play? Uh, Paladin. Yes. Yeah, in Ravenloft. What's his name? <laughs> Something to two person, you know. We don't need to do that yeah. here. It's fine. Yeah. So you play. So you play Paladin in Ravenloft. Yeah. The worst, pretty much the worst just place a, to play. A yeah, just a, yeah. a beacon. Asking for trouble. Yeah. 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 It's so fun. That's why I picked it. I never played a Paladin before, and when we decided to, we always play Ravenloft campaigns. We're just all obsessed with Ravenloft campaigns about. Um, just the setting and how each land is so different from the other and what happens in one country is totally different from the other. How you even get sucked into the land is, yeah. is depressing and dark. So all that, we, we just always liked that setting. Um, and I was like, I'm going to try a paladin. It's like kind of suicide, but kind of cool at the same time. And yeah, it's been fun. Yeah, it's, it's dark. You get nerfed in certain countries and, okay. you know, like, oh, you heal for, you know, 5d6, well, in this country, it's 2d6 or whatever. Oh, right? like, yeah. Stuff like that. That's what you keeps know? it fresh, though, isn't it? Because it's yeah. like, what's, what's going to happen next, isn't it? Yeah. What's the gamble? Yeah. Paladin's a cool character. Yeah. I, uh, I, I've been playing Paladin, like, the other game I was playing with some other yeah. friends and stuff. I, I, I smite thee! I smite thee! No, I, I play like a, I've got Tiefling Paladin. I thought it's it was cool. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Powerful. Yeah, I thought wow, it was, that's pretty powerful. I like the idea of uh, the yeah. two the two contrasts or whatever. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, it was pretty yeah. fun. Yeah, Paladin's cool. Because I was talking to Rob, because Rob asked the question on the last pod about Ravenloft, and we all kind of like yeah, we were talking about this earlier when you were out. Off, yeah, we I was never really exposed to Ravenloft. It was something that I when I was playing. I, I said to Rob last night, I don't, I've never really played that much D and D previously because we had. Games Workshop. So sure. We never really 
was exposed to D and D that much, and especially not Ravenloft. The first, the first uh, role when I was at that role playing club when I was at school, we played the uh, Warhammer like fantasy role play. You know, the, yeah. the OG yeah. like yeah. it was just bleak as fuck. Yeah. And then we did transition very, very brief as I remember it now. We did like try to do like a Ravenloft style module. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and I dug it, but it didn't stick with the rest of the group because yeah. do you know what I mean? Um, I always liked that setting. I thought it was cool. Um, I got I ended up having some. I think I think in you the, read much of the books then. Nah, I didn't fuck with it too much. Not out out of any sort of distaste for it, because as as I've explored it more recently, I dig it. You know, no, the, the I would vibe's say good. that was your yeah. Vibe it reminds me of like I tell you what the nearest thing I can compare it to Stranger Things. No, nah, dude. Like, um, <laughs> do you remember that um, Warhammer thing, Drakenfels? Yes. It reminds me of that cut somewhat. Do you ever read that mm-hmm. Drakenfels? It's kind of like a, a classic sort of Warhammer fantasy story. Um, I want to say it's set in Middenheim. Yeah, something like that, but it's, it's it's the empire basically, and there's this vampires and shit like that. Yeah, it's yeah. All, that whole Bavarian kind of yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, vibe, and that's what I would liken it to. But yeah, I I, I got one of the original before they bought Ravenloft out fifth edition. I uh, I got hold of the PDF of the one of the early Ravenloft things, and yeah. I was going to try and convert it for our because that's where you know when we were going into. Um, sheer neck in the game yeah. that was going to be like Ravenloft basically you were going to go right, to that right. that's you know, the setting changed a little yeah, bit yeah, yeah. I was going to do that but we got sidetracked with huh as wood oh give me a break size of wood size of we don't get too deep into the game here. that's because stay out but um they, they've read they, there's a t- Ravenloft board game as well isn't yeah, there have you played yeah. that no I have seen it but I mean it, it didn't seem like it'd be too much fun no I bought so it so I kind of just uh, like I, I didn't get, bother with it. I had a gift voucher, I think, or something like that. Yeah. Christmas, I bought it. Have you got the new book? Eh? Not the new book, like the most recent Ravenloft book. Yeah, fifth edition. Yeah. It's good. I played it. You really. bought it, didn't I you? I played it, yeah. yeah. Wait, like, well, that's why I didn't convert the other, the old you? one. What, you bought it ages ago. I played it in, like, the fucking garage. Oh, Curse of Strike. Yeah, Curse of Strike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, like, reissued it's good. Curse yeah. of Strike. But, yeah, I mean, there's so many good companion books that come with it to support, like, just role-playing and kind of adding characters and what you can do with the different lords of the land, which was always interesting. And and then the the novels were there was, fantastic. I'll ask you this. There was one crossover, I'm sure. They took one character from, was it Soth? They did, yeah. Lord Soth? Lord Soth. There yeah. was two books from Lord Soth, because he's a, he's a, um, yeah, he's a He's a Dragonlance knight. character originally, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a Dragonlance character, and he was a Knight of the Rose, and there's, like, um, books about him yeah. that start with... Um, him falling in love with an elf, etc., and mm. all these things happen, and then eventually the second book is him getting sucked into Ravenloft, right? Despair, and then he becomes a Lord of the Land. Because um, I was curious about that, like how they pulled him out of one yeah. franchise into another. I thought yeah. that was kind of interesting. Yeah, he's like I think one of the few characters that is like a known like Dragonlance character yeah. that got sucked into that realm. Because did Weiss and Hickman write the Dra- Ravenloft stuff as well then? Because they did all the Dragonlance. I presume. It seems kind of unusual how the yeah, writer yeah, would take yeah. it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Fair enough.
Sunglasses. Yeah, that's what that's the look I was going yeah, 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 yeah. 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 like. <laughs> it's the hair. <laughs> you should grow your hair off the back and so you reckon? Dog the bounty hunter. Well, that's the vibe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly. I see it. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna. I even was thinking about shaving it today. You know, like, yeah, it's like it's <laughs> as long as you know, stupid. I hate it. But oh, anyway. So speaking of vampires, speaking of vampires, let's yeah. go in on. Uh, we've heard from very reliable sources. Well, I say reliable. Is it on the TV show? <laughs> God, <laughs> he's not watched it yet. I mean, oh, he hasn't watched it, so this par is kind of oh, lacking. But yeah. if, um, we've heard that you were one of the participators in Vampire originator. the Masquerade. Yeah. Uh, I won't say originator, but certainly like uh, an early seed. I am. Well, a, I am an early adopter. It's weird because yes. me. It was. I think it was probably the first time Rob came and stayed at my house, mm-hmm. and me and you. Me, Rob, and Gav were driving around Manchester yeah. and we were talking about stuff. And we were just driving around. And Rob just talk, just goes, do you know that I used to play Vampire Masquerade <laughs> LARP? See, and me and Gav just went, what? This, this is what I like. Absolute fucking bomb drop. That yeah. is a confession, is, isn't it? It's not yeah. a confession. We, I, I don't feel... Yeah. I'm ashamed. I, I love it. Why did you drop that into the conversation like that? I'm curious. Well, we were just talking about Which, role playing, sure. and, and, and then we talked about Vampire the Masquerade, like the the paper game. So that's yeah. how I learned about exactly. you know, right. the White Wolf, right? And so we were playing that with same group of guys that played D and D. We were super in the Masquerade and playing that for probably a good year and a half. Okay. Is that when it came out? Because it was it, that yeah. was a game changer when it yeah. came out. Yeah, that that paper game was 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 awesome. And then soon after, there was like a live action version. I was like. Like, I thought it was just weird, right? And then our friend's older brother, Chris, knew a group of people that were playing, and they wanted him to be one of the storytellers. They had, right. I think, four storytellers to help run the whole campaign, and they want, and he's a really good writer and great DM, um, and they really wanted him to be one of the storytellers for the thing. So he's like, oh, you guys want to try to play? So we all went, like a bunch of us, about four or five of us, and, and me... My friend Chris, not Kohler, just my friend's older brother Chris, and and one other friend, I think Ben. Um, we all stuck with it for for a good two years. Amazing! It was super fun. It was su- it was uh, yeah. It's corny. It's cheesy. It's awkward, and it is nerdy as fuck. But I'm fucking game nerd. I, mean, I always have been. You look good in that white frilly shirt. To be fair. Is there, a, right is there a picture? Oh, I, I thought you were yeah. <laughs> so, I just thought he was today's waiter. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those ruffles <laughs> really bring out his... <laughs> you like this ascot? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was... It was, it was, it was how would you eat a donut with your fangs in? <laughs> <laughs> the, the what? what? 
It's messy business, you know what I mean? Yeah. He can't, can't eat human food. That's why he, that's why he, that's why he was yeah. trying about getting well, an that's Indian. That's why I had yeah. you hang up towels all over his kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> and the sunlight. <laughs> <laughs> when, when we said we're in India, he has the wrong idea. Yeah. <laughs> so no, I haven't had one of them yet. Spicy food. <laughs> yeah. <I don't> know. <laughs> no. Garlic Yeah, so I need to ask. I've, I've, I've genuine so, questions about yeah, this. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, if Bangs could talk, yes. Yeah. So <laughs> what I want to know is when you shifted over from the pen and paper to the to the live action, oh, yeah. I need to know about that first. What, what was it? I mean, how did you get in with those people? Did you say, yo, did we just rock up and no, no, no. participate? So it was, like I said, my friend's older, my friend John, he's in this band, Secret Fun Club, really good instrumental band. They're on 31G. Okay. Um, and um, his older brother, Chris, ran the paper game that we were playing right. for a while. And he um, knew a few friends, um, just whatever, gaming, music, whatever, that we're starting a LARP of, um, of Vampire. And he's like, hey, we're going to do this thing. And I was like, ah, oh, it's kind of weird, but, you know, fuck it. I love gaming. Like, I'll I love how, how easily you went with it. That's I'll fucking check cool. It out. Like, why not? <laughs> I mean, just because I, I, I always enjoyed gaming. And so um, <laughs> we go, and it's a really nice house. Um, and, you know, people are kind of dressed a little vampire you know, like... How are you dressed? Just normal? Just normal. Just right, okay. I, I mean, I always wore a lot of black, you yeah, know? Sure. Wasn't, yeah, totally, yeah. But I was never, like, in ruffle shirt. Yeah, you're not wearing a fucking cape, are you? No, know? no, no, no. Well, I he is now. Yeah. I am now, only for this podcast. <laughs> is, this, is this when you had the white shock of hair as well? Uh, that was, that came a little later. Right, okay. Yeah. Um, we'll get into that. Yeah. Um... So, <laughs> I'm just grinning. Nathan's <laughs> mouth is like wide open, <laughs> just like in shock. It's not very often I sit grinning all the time, is it? But I love shit like this. So, so we roll up to the house, and and yeah, there's people in canes and top hats. I'm kind of like, all right, people are really fucking into this, and I didn't wasn't expecting. I just thought like, yeah, we're just gonna go play. Yeah, but you know, we'll, you know. We're just going to be in regular clothes. Like, I didn't know that it was, like, and not everyone. You didn't get the dress code either. I didn't though, get did the you? dress yeah. code, but I would say about 60% of the people were fucking ruffle shirts, top Holy hats. Shit. They were well into So, because you turned up in, like... Well, I like just turned up, did, yeah, I just did, turned up in, like... Were they, did they say, ah, oh, you must be a gangrel or a brouhaha? Well, that's kind of what ended up happening. Right. I was like, well... Fuck it, I'll just be a gangrel. That's So, I started with a gangrel. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> and then... Um, yeah, and then I and then later on, and then that that whole campaign was done. It took about a year to run through the whole thing, and there was about sixty people. It was that's, like a that's big the thing I was going to ask. Like, well, it's it seems a lot hell. of people. Like, that's why they needed four storytellers, and each storyteller would handle a couple of the clans, so they can all kind of work together and keep the story damn. straight. Yeah, it was that's really crazy. cool, and they would they started the whole thing out like with. There was like a murder mystery, and then that shit took off, and it was like, oh shit, the Sabatier, you know, the the whole bit that comes with playing that game, and yeah, it was great. And then that campaign ended, and then we switched, and Chris was um, moving away, and then I made friends with a couple of the guys, um, just like going to goth clubs. I was sure. always going to goth clubs well before I was playing Vampire, um, going to see you know Skinny Puppy in L.A. and all these other bands. I was. You know, it was like 91, 92. Sure. Um, you know, I was always kind of into that stuff, that music. Um, but, yeah, then the second game, and I kind of stayed friends with these people. We were going to goth shows and goth clubs now and again. 
Witch of Mare on the second game. That was really fun to be able to play like magic and, yeah. and nerd out on that shit. And uh, yeah, I love it. This is, this is... I, I mean, I still I maybe wore like a black button up yeah. shirt or something. I wasn't I wasn't oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't have like a top. Different hat. fangs are the same fangs. Sunday fangs. That's yeah. what you know. <laughs> I only I only had one set of fangs. And you want to hear that story? Please. <laughs> do, do, do you? No. Nah. Nah. We'll, we'll gloss over that. I need to hear this. Please. So, uh, my friend um, Steve, who he was like a game designer and for video games and stuff, and I'm still kind of keeping contact now and again. Um, he was dating this girl, and she's like, oh, I just got handed this flyer. This guy's custom making fangs at Comic Con. And I was like, what? I'm like, that sounds kind of fucking cool. So the three of us were like, fuck it, let's go. And it was in a hotel room connected to the convention center. San Diego Comic-Con was was cool. It's not now, it's just like TVs and movies and trash. It's like, might as well just be called like a Marvel Con or something. You know, which is great, you know, as a... But it's not what it was, is it? It's not what it was. There's not even really comics there anymore. But, um... But anyway, you would find like weird stuff, like a lot of makers, like people would like making canes or people making like dice tumblers or like gaming tables, yeah. like, just all kinds of cool shit like that. And this guy was putting out flyers and he was a, um, a dental prosthetics guy. Okay. And he was like, he would put a mold and he would custom make your fangs like on the spot. Damn. Yeah. And it would be a plaster. And he's oh, like, you, like, you bite down on yeah, it sort of thing and it gets down, the impression. You, yeah. you, um, you bite down and he gets the impression, puts it all together, cuts the cuts the mold out. And as it's starting to hard, he kind of puts them in to get a final impression. And he's like, okay, it'll be ready, you know, by Sunday. And oh, then he'd take it and they were like polished. They match, set, your, yeah. they match your <laughs> color. And they were like custom. Like they would pop in and stick in. And just fit perfectly. Fit perfectly. Oh, it looked like normal teeth. Holy shit. Except wow. fangs. You still gone? No. 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 Lost to antiquity, my Damn, friends. man. But, but yeah, I, and I laugh at the fucking stories of he wore them while he was playing. <laughs> that, that never happened. Did. I did wear them when I was LARPing. Of and and then, what's that? <laughs> He's talking shit. <laughs> and and there, there was a talk about a game of laser tag that our friend Dominic um, was, uh, was talking about in one of the other podcasts. And uh, I did wear them at laser tag. Serious? <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. You look at that. That I'm a little ashamed of. It's kind of that. That was like, oh, that's, no, that's, that's, that's cool, man. Like yeah. fucking. Like, I mean, laser tag. Whatever. You've already stepped into the darkness. Yeah, yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, you might as well be wearing a top hat. Yeah, and got a to- toe in the dark ends. But yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was fun playing on. And that was like, you know, I was on tour, and then I'd come home from you know tour, and then it's like gaming yeah you know work whatever job part-time and to fill in the gaps between tours and just gaming amazing yeah you always been pretty open about that stuff i'm I'm pretty sure like when i got the uh when i got life love regret mine came with that book we ever had a page yeah and i remember thinking then when i opened up and i saw the other guys had like um yeah photos of girlfriends Mm. or whatever it was and some and some some personal writings but your page struck me because i was like the fuck is this guy do you know what i mean you in your room yeah, and uh, there's like loads. Of, I remember looking at all the little details in there and going, "I think he's all right." Do you know what I mean? It's just like <laughs> I remember thinking, uh, you, "I don't know if you've got it in that picture." You used to wear a pentagram, wasn't it? I'm 
sure I've seen you yeah, a pentagram yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And I remember thinking, that just, it just struck me as being yeah. so like, that, that was, it left quite an impression. That white face in that pentagram, I yeah. always, yeah. But yeah. I was always like, super into like metal and yeah. goth stuff. I was pretty You used to wear a vampire masquerade. Oh, t-shirt. t-shirt. Yeah, I, 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 I think I played shows with yeah, that. Yeah, I've seen definitely seen a picture of that. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. And that's when I was like, kind of like, I was always into the damn. They were always kind of like my favorite punk band. And like 94-ish, I kind of like, I don't know, I guess rediscovered like how much I loved that band. And I got super into their goth era and I bleached that streak in my hair to be like Dave (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there you have it. Dude, I love it. I think it's, the thing I like about it was that you're just very open about it. Do you know what I mean? Like the weird thing is, we talk about this stuff all the time, but for years, I, had no, we, well, yeah. I, I didn't even know you were into this stuff. Yeah. It wasn't we were in a, we were a car yeah. in a car going back from a show, I don't know, a bunch of years ago, whatever. And I, I guess we we'd gotten bored or whatever. You know how hardcore goes after a while; you get kind of fed up with it, and you know, end up talking everything else. But and it was like a weird confessional, yeah. weren't it? We were like, oh wait, you know that shit too. Yeah. And that's how we just ended up gaming again and stuff because yeah. it's like, you know, but uh, you know, being in a somewhat notable band. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. you always kind of—it seems like you've always worn it on your sleeve. That's that's yeah, fucking cool. Yeah, I've always been into it, and, and I loved it. I mean, it's just, yeah, and that whole page was always about these are the things that I'm into. Yeah. These are like what what influences me, and like how I dress or the type of music I listen to. And it was like there was kind of goth stuff in there, and you know, Canna Murray's yeah. hair grease, which I still use to this day. Not the same can, but. <laughs> I still wear that can. I think there's like, that, 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 that that Misfits stuff in there as well. Yeah, yeah. Misfits and, you know, unfortunately some Morrissey stuff in there. <laughs> I was, you know what? I'm not even going to bring it up because at one point today I was going to go, I thought, oh, that's a, that's a subject to touch on. But we don't need to talk about it. Yeah. No, you don't uh, need to talk about it. We don't yeah. need to talk about it. Let's, let's no. gloss over that because that's a, yeah. it's it's a, it's a sad let, state of affairs. Let it be. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and it, it will... You know, and I was always kind of like into the, you know, the Britpop stuff too. And so I kind of got into the... How did, how did you discover all that stuff living in San Diego? Because what I think interests me, all the people I've met from San Diego seem really kind of like switched onto that sort of thing. You're not yeah. like, what's the best way I can put this? All right. Don't take offense at this, but... No, very Anglophile. Yeah, for very real. Very much so, yeah. When, when I was younger and I would look at you know, zines or whatever that had San Diego people, I, I couldn't get my head around it. Do you know what I mean? I was looking yeah. at it, what? do you know what I mean it didn't because yeah. it, it was notably different yeah. from like the yeah. other stuff I like do you know what I mean or New York yeah. or other yeah. things are, are more or, or like standard straight yeah. like yeah. Strife you look at Strife and you look on Brooklyn They're yeah like two well the thing is yeah. you understand this is, this is why I find it interesting and I think it's why we have this weird thing with people from San Diego because we grew up here in amongst all that stuff, but just wanted to be American straight edge kids. Do you know what I mean? Like, and here you are, like on yeah. the other side, looking the other way. Kind of, do you know what I mean? It's yeah. just like I, I Which, fucking love that. Yeah, you know? Well, I mean, I have a, I have a question too for you guys, and yeah, but you know, as far as how we got into yeah. that, or at least me, I, record stores were so fucking good in San Diego. Right, and we had great, great record stores that were really good about imports and the enemy and Melody Maker all those things so we would read about these bands like what is this selling and you, you wouldn't know yeah. there's no internet and you would just see pictures and you know I, I remember seeing Suede in like 90, 91 in a magazine like oh that guy looks so androgynous oh Morrissey mm-hmm. likes them they must be cool like what and I just dying to know like what the fuck do they sound like and then finally seeing like uh, I think it was a Drowners video yeah. in 120 minutes just like oh my god 
looked so good and and then but you know you, i found a you know a seven inch and that's like all you could find and that was like the one thing you it's had. a little taste and yeah, yeah a little like... taste and then like eventually you know come across the album so you'd read about these bands you know blur pulp oasis the whole bit and um and you wouldn't really know unless like something came with a sampler sometimes you get a flexi but even then they weren't really giving cds until like the mid to late 90s sure. cds yeah. started to become more common i think with those magazines so you just had to guess and wonder or hope to god you saw it on 120 minutes um, it's interesting because it, it captures your interest those things because you don't know what it sounds like yeah you mythologize in your head yeah. don't you and like that's yeah, I, I totally get that. I've often yeah. thought about that because when I, I spoke to Don and I, I saw pictures of all you guys open, I was thinking, that's so weird that that like, little pocket of people or whatever is into that thing. And I, yeah. I, I wondered for years how it happened. Yeah, it makes, and that's, at least for sense. me, like that's kind of what happens. I remember like seeing pictures of Pulp and I was like, oh, these guys look so cool. And I finally found a Pulp record, but it was like one of the early ones. Sure. And I bought it and I was like, oh, cool. And I was like, this is the worst fucking band. Like, why are people... And I had no idea. So then I just didn't give any of their records a chance. Sure. And then, you know, then you go back and, you know, then I think This Is Hardcore came out and I went back and gave it a listen and I was like, oh, this is really good. Then I went back and I was like, oh, I fucked up. I missed all these good years of hope, you know, and I... You know, well, it's you just one of those things you didn't you, know. You've you got limited money and you don't want to waste it on something that you think is Yeah, because you, yeah. you were fucked. Like, you bought a record. You, didn't, and that's you it. couldn't you take it back. You, yeah. you, you, you were... You're stuck, stuck with it, aren't you, basically? Yeah, yeah. And now it's like, you can like, what do they sound like? Oh, cool, all right. I'll How'd you go back camp? This is the thing. Yeah. You, you can find out what a band sounds like in seconds these yeah. days. Yeah. But I think that one of the reasons that I think people of our generation, I, I hate saying it because it makes you sound old, but the point I'm, I'm trying to make <laughs> is that... because you are. Well, I am old. A, I am old. But B, is that you you had to be invested and nourish yeah, and yeah. find these things and yeah. rummage around. Yeah, it wasn't, work, it, it wasn't easy. easy. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you know, the days of like scouring thanks lists. Oh, this guy yeah. knows yeah. those dudes. It was the and same. You would sort of piece, yeah. It's like I said, how I piece my geography together from like fucking comic books in the back of seven inches. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, that's how I know where things yeah. are in America. Oh yeah, because you couldn't just go on Google Maps. No, I couldn't. Wow. Wow. It's like, we're atlas out, boy. Yo, it's like when we were in Washington, D.C. and you were saying, how do we drive to Richmond? And I was like, yeah, I'll take the 95 South because that fucking avail yeah, song. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but that's one thing that always was curious about me that I was curious about, at least on this side of the world, was, you know, we all kind of knew how we got into hardcore because it was just so common. Like, punk and hardcore was pretty yeah. common and very, you know, is it, there was no internet, but it was fairly accessible. Like, you saw someone on, like, a Cramps t-shirt, you'd be like, oh, that guy knows what's up. Is there any shows? Like, we're, you know, what are you doing? What's going on? I mean, that's kind of how you, you met people. Um, but over here, I always wondered, like, how did hardcore even happen? Because I didn't hear about any bands or people touring here or mm. anything until, like, I think, like, what, Ironside yeah. was one of the first statement. There was, like, these kind of eco-vegan bands that you kind of heard about. But I was like, that's the only hardcore bands I ever heard of because there was no internet. I you didn't know of any zines. So, like, how did you guys even get into hardcore over here? You go first. So, ours, ours, ours are different. Yeah, it's yeah. Really, yeah. I, I mean, I got in it because I don't, I don't really like metal. So, I, never, I was never into metal music. I was always into hip hop, indie, and like jazz. Like, jazz? jazz? You were into jazz music? Jazz. <laughs> that's not my fault. That, that's, not my words, Lynn. That was that. <laughs> not my words, Lynn. <laughs> soul. Soul music. Brutal. Because I wasn't into metal. I was into rap. I got into it through biohazard. Yes. Mm. Because they were. Punishment. Like, yeah, yeah, it feels like it now. Mm. Whoa! Evan. Whoa. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, so that was that was my entry into it, and then yeah. from then. So did they tour here, but on their own? Or no, they were on like Headbangers Ball and that. Oh, they, so you just saw they, them on TV? It wasn't. They a show. played here a lot. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they were probably like your yeah. most accessible hardcore band, if you like. You know what I mean, yeah. I figured them and Sick of It All were yeah. kind of like the people. Yeah, that but Sick of It All was there. But they, they kind of kicked the door open for mm. people to come to Europe. But they wouldn't but they really be on MTV. They wouldn't really be on Headbangers Ball, or not compared to like Biohazard. Biohazard would like they were like a gateway band, they like yeah, and Roadrunner were trying to push them. Yeah, they had Roadrunner Europe, and that's why there was loads of like all those bands got. More visible, perhaps, than yeah. others. So they were like, because like Sick of It All was the next rung down of accessibility, wasn't it? Really, I guess so. Yeah, that's how I go to it. Is it? Yeah, from the Sick of It All and then sorry, repeating like Strife. Actually, chicken me. It kills me every time. Yeah. It really, I never learn. Strife supported Strife supported Sick of It All. Then that's how I go to it. Yeah, that's, that's true. I go to Underground Hardcore. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. I, it's kind of. Uh, yeah. Wait, you saw Life? Yeah, we saw Life, yeah. It's Darren Gower. Oh, shit. You know, I never saw him. I ended up in a band with a drummer for a while, but I never saw him. Drop Dead. Oh, no way. That's a fucking... That's a crazy line, though. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. That was our first proper... That was our first proper underground gig. Yeah, Yeah. post seeing seeing Six Rifles. Hassa, how did you find out about that show? It was in uh, Karan, I think. Yeah. In the back of the advert. They used to have listings, didn't they, in the back? So you just knew Sick of It All and Strife just kind of from Headbangers Ball? No, like Sick of It All from... Or? No, no. So, so so we knew Sick of It All from Biohazard because okay. they said, you got hardcore and then like Sick of It All. Yeah. yeah but thanks, and then, he was under Thanks to the... Yeah, and then, then so he read Thanks to that and then we went to see Sick of It All play and Strife was supporting them. Yeah. So we got One Truth and he got rid of and you see him wearing an outspoken shirt. Cool. And then you have to go and try and That's find an awesome. outspoken yeah, record. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's the way. That's the way we did it. So interesting. Yeah, and it was also the band sat there like um Downset, Pantera, Sepultura, Doggy Dog, Dog, yeah, yeah, he was yeah. Yeah. And so, then you had like Orange Nine Millimeter. Yeah, yeah which kind of weird. They kind of pushed that and yeah, then we saw Sick Ball again later and it was like Sick Ball H two O Siv and Siv. Yeah, and then Biscuits as well. Yeah. Lots of for today was one of them. You are, no, you start going sports. backwards, kind of thing, looking yeah. at all the bands. Yeah. It was different for me because they're from a city and I'm from the seaside. Like where mm-hmm. I'm from, it's, it's culturally barren. You Is know what I mean? Blackpool? No, it's it's basically similar. So it's, it's the southern version of that. Yeah, Margate yeah. is like fuck all. You oh, know what I mean? Yeah, 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 so yeah. it's a dung pile. Mm-hmm. Um, so the reason how I got into it was like uh, we had this these skater kids that because it's because our town's so small. These things that happen in big cities like. It, there's more sort of cultural opportunity if you like but in our town if you had like dyed purple hair you'd get beaten up you know it, it was it's kind of crazy so there was like these color skater kids i ended up sort of getting to know and um they were all into hip-hop and they would just lend me you know, videos I'm, I'm a lousy skater but you know i tried and uh they would lend me videos and stuff like this and that's when i heard this music i was like fuck is that? i didn't like music before which is, it sounds very weird to be weird, i just yeah. i was not interested all how I, old were you I was young, like 14 or something mm-hmm. like that. I'd, I'd never taped that kind of thing. I didn't like pop music because I was like, this is all love songs. I can't relate to this. What do I know yeah, about yeah, any of yeah. that shit? Yeah, I, was, I never listened to that. You know, so, yeah. like my sister, she was always into you know pop music and things like that. My appreciation for a lot of that stuff came a bit later. I like Madonna. That's that's my one kind yeah. of concession. Um, yeah, I fucking love Madonna. Um, but anyway, they, they, they lent me these videos or whatever and I just watched them. But I was more interested in the, I could hear his music. I was like, what the fuck is that? That's crazy. And because I didn't know what it was or how to get it, and the, and the lads, 
I was friends with were just they, but they, 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 they went to like uh, fucking Dell and shit like yeah. that do you know what I mean they were just like in a Dell I can't get over safety yeah, yeah. and stuff like that and yeah just, exactly yeah, that kind of mellow area. stuff yeah. which was never angry enough for me I was fucking little. it was like they, you kind of wanted that major talk exactly yeah that, that whole vibe I was just like I'd like sort of NWA and things like that, you know, yeah. but because it was angry. But I remember hearing that, and I had a tape. So what I would do is I had like this little tape recorder, you know, like the ones that you put like a little microphone into to go around. You know, you're at school yeah. interviewing people. I put that up to my TV and taped Black Flag uh, TV party. Didn't know what it was. Didn't know what the music was because the end of the credits of the tape weren't on there. Yeah. So I had this song, and it was a Misfits song and a few other things. I was just like, I don't know what this is, but I like it. I listened to that fucking little tape rattling around with no idea what the songs were or yeah. anything. It wasn't until later someone said, told me exactly what it was. I was like, what the fuck? That just blew your mind. Yeah, like, I was like, what are these bands? Yeah. Like, what is this? I remember I went to try and find a Black Flag record and no one knew what I was talking about. Damage was the one I wanted, oh, you know, because yeah, it was yeah. like, I was like, this is fucking amazing. But then I saw Henry Rollins on TV, like a Rollins band performance. And it was like, adjacent to this, was a girl lived across the street from my parents' house who was friends with my sister, but she was a year older than me. And she gave us a load of, um, there's a magazine called Raw. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah you remember yeah. that? It was an old metal magazine. Yeah. So, now, I had no interest in metal because I fucking, I thought long hairs were soft. That was my whole thing. I was like, why, why do you want to look like a girl? Yeah. Like, you know? But I was kind of interested. So I would look through magazines or whatever. And that's when I started seeing, like, I saw Rollins. I was like, this dude's coming to tell you he's got short hair. And, and helmet and things like that, yeah. and that was like it's. Uh, oh, I realized that those two were the same so it sort of been thing. Like 92, 91. Yeah, ninety one, ninety yeah. probably ninety ninety one actually. Yeah. Um. So I didn't really go for any other phases. I went straight to like, I didn't really like metal. I liked punk, which is what I discovered it was. Yeah. And it was. It took me a little while because of, I'm so podunk from where I was. I didn't know. I didn't know the straight edge was still a thing. Like when I yeah. discovered Rollins, I was like, oh fuck, black flag, and then. That was a short jump to minor threat. Yeah. And I just thought it was a cool thing. So I just did it on my own, unaware that they... Like there was a whole movie yeah, going on. I thought it was like a throwback thing. So I was like, yeah, it's cool, I'm into it. So I was yeah. just walking around my own with the other kid in my town, just like straight edge on our own. It wasn't until like, I think we saw a Kerrang! or something like that and we were flicking through and like, oh, there's, there's other bands like this. I remember going to a show. It was a Sensefield and Four Walls Falling play. Oh, shit. Yeah. I didn't what know. I didn't know how hardcore kids dressed. Yeah. So I we were, I just saw some kid who had a Revelation Records um, logo on a shirt, and I was like, "Oh, that must be how how we're supposed to dress." Because so, we did, I, you know, that's how yeah, much of a fucking yeah, exactly. I'm that, much of, I'm that much of a fucking hillbilly. It was the first thing I recognized. So it was, yeah, I, it's kind of weird for me. It's a bit different. Do you know what I mean? Like in in the, it's, what a, like an amazing <laughs> earnest way to get into hardcore. Just like I think that's why I stuck with it. Yeah, accident. Yeah. Yeah, it's really it just cool. even like taping things off the TV just because I like the sound of something. I had no context. I yeah. just like, it made me feel crazy, so I liked it. You know what I mean? So, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, what are you knowing about, moms? Frank? Did How did you, you get to hardcore, yeah. Frank, you dick? So that's basically my, my story. And I ended up just going what to, like going to shows. Like I, I found a way of uh, getting into it. Yeah. yeah, I think that's always why I've always been a bit it's kind of socially inept as well because I sort of found it on my own. I didn't go to shows with a group of people or anything. Yeah. I sort of I was always that weirdo turned up on my own. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's pretty. It's, I think that's well, why I stuck with it. You know what? I don't remember a great deal about it. I don't remember the four walls set at all. I Culture love shop. That yeah, man. And I love them now. Like yeah. I think it was right um, right before. 
Food for Worms came out. Okay, it so was, they had that seven inch. They, they had that and the culture uh, shop. Burn it, down, burn it down. Yeah. Burn it down seven inch, right? Was the, but I, ha- I hadn't heard them. And the culture shop, and they had a seven inch before that. Yeah, I hadn't heard them, but shock. I went to a record store, <laughs> and I remember the he, the guy who ran it was this the creepy right okay imagine like you know the comic store guy yeah. he's like that he's got like the wet top lip you know yeah, like too yeah. much put sweat like yeah. sitting on the top lip like thinning hair scraped back in like, into like a pony like yeah a pony and he was just he was the rudest fucking dick of all time like you went in and you'd ask a question you'd go, oh, you really like it's where I'm, I got Unbroken Ritual in there I bought that and oh fuck what else did I get Slap, Slapshot record as well I would just go through and anything that looked like, because I, I remember picking up that Unbroken record and looking at the back of it, and I was like, I didn't know you were a hardcore, man. Because I didn't know what hardcore really was. Do you know what I mean? I was just yeah. like, kind of like, that's Unbroken sounds like it would be a hardcore band. I'm surprised you stuck with it. <laughs> that's a terrible album. I know, you'll hate it, but I, I like it. It sounded metal. The riffs that come on it, I was like, yeah. fucking hell, that's kind of, you know, when you're young, obviously, you know, you, I, just, I just wanted to hear everything. I, more, more than anything else, I liked the pictures on the back. I thought it looked yeah. cool. Um, and, I, and I didn't buy that Chorus of Disapproval 7 inch. For a long time, it was in the shelf. Oh, the Italian one. Yeah, because I looked at it and I was like, I didn't know what the X on either side meant anyway, because I was at yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. Gr- green shoes at the time. But I bought that because the, they had some new age stuff in there. So I bought that that Slapshot record because I'd heard a Slapshot. I think that's all I could afford to buy. But I kept looking at that chorus record. I was like, that's that. They look like they might be a hardcore band, yeah. but they were. It's one of the old boxes on the yeah, back yeah, do you know what yeah, I mean it's yeah, just, yeah, yeah. yeah and I was like yeah. I didn't know what the fuck that was do you know what I mean it just seems so fucking weird to me so I left that on the shelf for you weeks until I convinced my girlfriend to buy it so I'd have to spend my own money on it and then I stole it <laughs> like when we broke up <laughs> but yeah like I said it's like an earnest way of doing things like you say and I think it's kind of stuck with me I don't think that's why yeah. I had to like shake it do you know what I mean it's yeah. weird I don't know that's and here I am it's like, I think Frank wants some food Frank does want some food Sorry, I'll, I'll keep on carrying on. So, yeah, mine was. I was into metal when I was like 16. I got into like Guns N' Roses and then I kind of went to Metallica. Yeah, Guns N' Roses that was all in destruction. Though. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. Never liked it. Really? Yeah. 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 Saw them live. First, one of the first gigs I went to was Guns N' Roses at Main Road. Soundgarden, Faith No More. And I like Soundgarden because then. Main Road, oh, that totally. Yeah. Because I got into like sound, I got into grunge when that started in the nineties, yeah, yeah. early nineties, and just then I got into like more heavier stuff like Slayer, Pantera, and stuff like yeah. that. And then Biohazard again, watching their back and forth. That's how I yeah. introduced. That's how we met. Yeah, well, we met. Say. That's how I know Mark Borman because we, I had a Biohazard T-shirt on in, we're a, in the in toilets of this like club called the Ritz, mm-hmm. and he used to put on a Monday night and have like an indie. He'd play everything from like. Every band, or yeah. indie, all sorts of stuff. Sabotage. Yeah. Yeah. Sabotage. Yeah. We didn't even have a rock club. That's yeah. how fucking, do you know what I mean? That was, That's the surprise, really, for like a seaside town. Like, you know, didn't have anything like that yeah. at all. Just, there, were, there was people who were into stuff, I guess, you know, I'd see later on shirts and things like that. But I didn't know what it was. Yeah, a lot of bikers at seaside town. Oh, yeah. I mean, I Flag played Pern Bay. Really? Yeah, I found out who the guy ended up do a hardcore record so I, mean, I had you know, some pretty good record collection sold a lot now but the guy got it all off this guy called Black Flag this guy wrote Richard Rowe do you know what I mean wow. that's a good Alan's brother went and saw Fugazi um, by a pub called 
was told. I was that brother. Pieces on his shoes. His brother, his brother bought back the repeat of the CD. Wow. Gave it to her and said, "Listen, you guys should check this out." <laughs> I remember we were listening to like Uncle Joe or something <laughs> at the time, and he put he gave us a CD. And it lasted like ten seconds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's no risk. T- two years later on, obviously we were fucking listening to it. Shout out on the Not even a song about serial killer Disney life. Yeah, exactly. I'm not good to me. Yes. So we went, I went to see Bio, I was in it with Bradford, Bradford Rios in 92. Yeah. They played with Downset and with uh, Doggy Dog on the tour. And we went, just me and a couple of friends. We didn't have tickets, we just turned up because we didn't know we had to get a ticket. And it's all about, <laughs> but the guy, some dodgy roadie, was just like letting people in through the back fire exit. Say, yeah, yeah, give us a five and you get in. So like, taking money to like, letting all these other kids in yeah. and dodging that. I went and then um, I remember like there's a bio done on this punk with like big DMs. I was like 17 at the time. Stage dive and kicked me right in the head. In his stage dive, his boot hit me in the face. Still got a little scar above my eyebrow now from that. Yeah, and then from there, just kind of same rules. And me, I met Bordy and that was the rest of the history. Mm. Let's go. Same yeah. yeah. Walk road, grinding in America a few yeah. times, walk yeah. bands. Gained a lot of friends. Yeah. Lost phones. Lost phones. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you other thing I was thinking about, what Rob said there, is that like, maybe it's the cultural context of something that's completely different. You know what I mean? Like, for us, you walk down the street and everyone was into Oasis or Pulp or whatever. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. it, it was a common thing. So you just, I was, we were like, okay, I did, I did, do you know what I mean? Yeah. As it goes, I love a lot of those bands, you know, yeah. but, it's because it was something different. So when you see a picture of like a hardcore band and it's like, you know, they're diving out. Remember, I got the Bold record. I was oh. like, that's what I want my life. Bear, bear in mind, bear in mind. Then you put it on. I hadn't heard it. I just looked at <laughs> the picture. Yeah. Like, you look at something and you're like, look at the fucking energy on that. Like, it's a lot of people with short hair and like camo trousers yeah. and you dress kind of like how I do and it just looks mental. It's nothing like a gig here. Do you no. know what I mean? Wow. So that's that's what attracted me to it, is that his, his otherworldliness. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So, which I'm sure is exactly the same for you when you it look at the same, yeah. It's like it. you see someone like in a like you know, pulp or Smith shirt. You're like, oh, like you know what's up. Yeah. Like yeah. you know, like you're in a different shit. Like you're in the cool shit. You you might and be for assumed. us that was the underground. That yeah. might have been hugely popular here, but for us it was very indie, very underground. It's like. About that it's niche, and, isn't it? And if, yeah. if you think someone's switched onto that, you think, oh, they're probably a cool person. Yeah. It's like before skating or whatever, you know, before Vans became, everyone's wearing Vans these days. But I remember when I was a kid, you saw someone else wearing a pair of Vans. They were probably, they're probably a skater yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Which meant you probably you sort of, they knew something that you didn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, that sounds silly, but because no, they, they want a common shoe. Yeah, you had know? no way to connect yeah. back then. You just kind of had to assume. Try try make eye contact, you know, give them the nod or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but it's funny, isn't it? But I mean, kids don't do that now. Though. Well, culture so a kid now with like a hardcore band T-shirt. And you said something to them, they'd be like, "Fuck off, fuck off, like, you dusty yeah. old fool!" You know, trying to touch me. <laughs> but the truth of it is, is that's how homogenized the things are. I, I, it's really, it's boring to me when old people sit around and go, "Oh, it's not the same as it used to be." Of course, it's not. No, culture's moved on. Do you know yeah, what I mean? It's like yeah. people are into different shit now. You know what I mean? Well, I think the common theme is we all wanted to be different from what everyone around. Yeah, of course. So we, were, we were different from our peers, mm. and that is why we were all we were all attracted to something that meant 
a game that's something different. That's why we're all sat around my work surface yeah. talking about <laughs> Legion of Doom. <laughs> <laughs> So he would collect and sell, and he always had a booth where he would sell it, and then every now and again he would, um, you know, release, like, some Danzig artwork or a, a comic, you know, and he yeah. would do a signing. And <laughs> so every year, uh, a, a friend of ours would yell, look at Danzig's bald spot. <laughs> <laughs> and he'd pop up behind the booth, just mugging the crowd, like, this went on for like 10 years for five days multiple times a day i mean just it just didn't stop right it's horrible i love it this is perfect so so getting to our our friend dom dom, dom. oh dominic yeah so, yeah dominic. no this is for, for don armbrust um so um, this is when Jerry and Doyle were coming out with those Misfits dolls. I remember, right? they were, yeah. And, and, they were, and the big thing was like, holy shit, they're actually, and I couldn't believe it, they were going to be at Comic-Con signing like autographs, you could take pictures, and it was to hype up, like, we're going to release the dolls, you could pre-order them at this specific booth. So we stand in line, like with tons of other people, get in line, and, and Doyle never showed up, but Jerry was there. Cool. So we're taking photos, and Don goes... Don goes to Jerry, hey, are you going to go see Glenn? And he goes, he's here. And he's like, yeah, he's on the other side of the exhibit hall. And he goes, here, give him this note. And it says, Glenn, cop shows over at 7. Let's meet at 7.30. I'm in booth number, whatever it is. Ha, 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 Jerry. And he goes, give him this note. And he's like, okay. And I, as we were walking over there, I said, Don, are you really? 
in a second. He's gonna fucking kill you. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even bother. And he goes, oh no, you know. I was like, I don't know, man. And so there was about seven or eight of us making our way over to the other side of the convention, and. I'm standing about four booths away because I was like, I want no <laughs> fucking part of this. And it was um, me and my ex and a couple other friends. Um, Daniel was there and Don fucking drops the note and fucking bolts. Like, not runs, but like race walks away. Like, as fast as a, you can still call it a walk. Yeah, yeah as fast as a walk can still be considered a walk. He he kind of skirted away pretty fast. And I kind of watch and I'm like, I'm fucking out of here. I don't want anything to do with this. So I start walking away. Mind you, Don and I look nothing alike. We yeah, both yeah. had pompadours, but I'm brown and Mexican and he's white. <laughs> I mean, we just like, we look, we look nothing alike. Danzy comes right up to me, gets in my face, and he goes, what the fuck? And I was like, what? He's like, what the fuck, man? I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, so what's up? What's up, man? And I was like, what? I didn't do anything. What What? What are you talking about? And then he kind of stands there, and I'm standing next with my ex, standing right next to me. And then you just, and, and my, one part of the story Danzy came with a security guard that was shorter than him. <laughs> that is fact. Oh my god! And he's standing there. The security guard's just kind of about two, three feet away, like behind Danzy, just standing there. And he's he's just in my face. I mean, I'm talking like like nose to nose, kind of. Yeah. Pretty much. Like he's like you know, or nose to belly button. I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's right in my face, and and he's so fucking pissed off. And I get it, you know, he got a fucking note and he's pissed, but it, it wasn't me. Yeah. I, was, I was like, you know, good 20, 30 feet away from where this all happened. And then, but he's, he's like, what the fuck? He's staring at me and I'm like, what? I didn't do anything. What are you talking about? And then he just like stood there and then you just see this like click in his head. And he's like, you just see this look in his eye like, this is not the dude that <laughs> left the note on my fucking... My, in my booth you just see the look of like like oh, uh, like you know like almost like when you see someone coming your way and you think you know them and you wave yeah, and you're yeah, like yeah. oh shit i don't know you <laughs> like that was the fucking look that he, you just see it in his eyes and he's just standing there like he's looking at me he's looking at my ex like looks back at me looks back at her and she goes you're fucking dumb and waves her hand in his face and he just puts his head down just so pissed off and like dejected and confused and like just just goes and like walks away oh my god you're fucking dumb yeah you're fucking dumb right to his face and we were just like and then of course it just became this fucking thing of legend it just you know and and there's like no embellishing like that's exactly what happened like verbatim and, amazing and what's really interesting about how the story gets really fucking weird you know max and i break up obviously that's all done and you know my wife now like we were dating sure and i don't know it was about a year or two in oh damn dude it was about a year or two in and uh <laughs> He, he's a big Danzig fan. He doesn't like yeah, it. Yeah, he's very pissed. <laughs> we'll talk about his balls. <laughs> oh, and don't think that didn't stop from happening. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, and so, <laughs> so, um, so whatever. I mean, and I mean, 
me, truth be told, I'm a massive Danzig fan, and I yeah, and I've I've seen I've seen him play probably eight or nine times. Like from the first time he came to San Diego, the first album, like all the way through Danzig four, I would always go to like one or two shows every time. Sure. Loved him. Um, anyway, but uh, and so years go on. I mean, we're talking ten years. Okay. You know, past this point, and you know, my wife and I were started to date and it was about a year or two in and then she goes oh i think my ex-boyfriend like like ha- he's told me some crazy story about glenn danzig and i was like what like how does he know about this story like i don't know your i i mean i kind of <laughs> knew who he was he was like an you know hardcore kid from you know bay area but i, yeah, I didn't really know him well i just kind of knew who he was She's like, yeah, he says he has some thing about a Danzig thing. I don't know. He's going to send something down. I was like, okay, like whatever. Um, so then a few weeks goes by and she goes, oh, like, does this, like, what is this? And I open it up and it's the fucking letter. Oh my God. Jerry wrote to Glenn. So, Amazing. so her ex, this guy, this kid Israel, um, um, his dad, who I didn't even know it was his dad, would go to Comic-Con every year. He was like a major toy and comic book seller. Okay. He was a dealer. Every, I mean, we're talking like 10, 15 years I saw his dad there. Sure. Comic-Con. And he, but he was also a hoarder and like a kind of a big Misfits fan. And, you know, and he saw the whole thing happen. The whole fucking thing happened. And he was like two booths away and he saw the note on the ground. He went and fucking snatched it up and held onto it forever. And when the story fucking started circulating about what happened, I mean, years later, she was like, oh my God, like you have the fucking note of this legendary story and like, and, and passed it down. And it was just, and I still have the note. I just saw it like, like a month ago. I have it in the drawer and, and so, yeah, my wife and I would just, like, trip out. Like, what a small fucking small world. world. Man, yeah, that, that her ex's dad was a, a toy and comic dealer. And he, and had he, the, saw, and he the saw the thing. entire story. And he, and, and it, I guess his dad was, like, a, a bit of a tall tell, you know, teller and, and, like, had some cockamamie story of how he ended up with the note sure. or whatever. But, yeah. Even white. But, crazy. Yeah, but we have the note, and it's, wow. it's fucking wild. He yeah. framed it. I should. I should you get should. it tattooed on me. That's, ama- <laughs> that, that's amazing. You can cover that Morrissey tattoo. I can cover this Morrissey tattoo. <laughs> wow, that's fucking cool. Good story. Yeah, yeah. I like that one. That's sick, isn't it? Isn't it? Right, what's next? Yo. Yo, here's the thing. I haven't said that in ages. Yeah, I've got a question for you. Yeah. You know when you get, you've done a few pods and you get into your zines and stuff like that. Do you always get asked the same shit? No. Uh, there's always kind of those common foundational questions sure. of like, how'd you get into this? Or, what bands do you like? Yeah, or, of course. You know, what were the influences? And then kind of once you get past that, it kind of gets more conversational. Yeah. Um, in zines, I think it's very, who's in the band? Yeah. What do you play? It's very red because it's, it's print and it, yeah. it has to follow a particular cadence and, and they never come off conversational. See, it's interesting you say that because I always, because I interview people quite a lot. Yeah. And I always try and do it differently. Whereas like, I never ask them. I always like I always try and pick the bass player or the drummer, so I don't always pick Something the singer. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, and I always just ask them about. I do two sets of questions. I send them a bunch. I start with, and I said, right, send me answers, and if you can be asked, I'm going to send you a few more questions yeah. based upon your responses. Gives it more conversational yeah. flow. But yeah, yeah, I always ask people about like fucked up shit from their town. Yeah, because yeah, everyone's got everyone comes from somewhere, don't they? Yeah. That's the thing, and I'm I'm always so much interested in like uh, 
tell me your influences. Do you know what I mean? If I was, tell yeah. me, tell me a fucked up thing that happened. Did you have a serial killer in your neighborhood? Shit like that. That's yeah, the stuff yeah. I'm always interested yeah. in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, no, not a serial killer that I'm aware of. <laughs> but, yet. but, um, yeah. Would would I find? I mean, even like podcasts like this, or some of the ones that I've talked about, hmm. you know, earlier, um, in in my fads. Um, it's very. Um, it's really cool to see how people have gotten away from, they kind of ask a few basic questions sure. to kind of get things moving. And then it turns into like a Q and a with each other. Like for me, I was genuinely interested. Like, how did you get into yeah, hardcore? Sure. Cause I always like to hear how people in other countries like got into hardcore. I, I just, I think it's interesting, especially people our age because there was no internet. Yeah. You kind of had MRR and like a few other yeah. handful of tidbits here and there, but it wasn't much to go off of. So I always find that interesting. Yeah, definitely. Oh, definitely. I was going to say, so how old were you when you started Unbroken? Uh, I was, God, well, Unbroken was started before I was even in the band. Okay. They had uh, uh, a different guitar player, um, but it was Eric, Todd, and um, this guy, Brian. Um, and, um, and I think this guy, Chad. And I think maybe Cliff from Struggle okay. um, was kind of one of the original. But the band used to be called Flatline, okay. from what I remember. And they, I think they played a show or two, um, a couple house shows here and there. Um, and then it kind of like went quiet. And I met Eric and Brian I kind of knew um, through a, a job that we both had together delivering airline tickets around San Diego. Sure. Um, which is seems yeah, it's a weird, weird it, job now, isn't it? it gonna... Now it's you. It's unheard of. You just download the, the yeah. voucher and you're <laughs> on your phone. Yeah, but this was you know pre-phone, so airline tickets would be printed, and it was to corporate offices. It right, wasn't right. to like cons- like regular consumers. Yeah. It was corporate offices, like universities, like professors. We would go business all trip and, type people. Yeah, yeah, so I mean, we they'd have a couple drivers, and we'd split off, and you know, you take this part of the county, I'll take this part, and we'll just deliver airline ticket so I met Brian through that and he was a hardcore guy from Cleveland and um so anyway uh they had that band going and then it kind of you know stopped and I met Eric and Steve or sorry Eric and Todd at a Earth Day festival um guys must have been 90 maybe 91 and I said um oh hey Judge is playing tonight at my friend's garage down here in Chula Vista, like, you should come out, you know, and they were wearing, um, I don't know, like, Judge Patch or something, I don't remember, Straight Edge Patches on their jackets, and, sure. and, you know, but they lived kind of far, like, in the eastern part of San Diego, and, you know, being young, it's kind of hard to get around. Yeah. Um, so they, they didn't show up, and they, they, we met through a mutual friend, a- Angela, um, who I kind of knew, um, and then we just kind of would see each other around at shows here and there, and uh, they're like, oh, band and um you know and we're looking for a bass player like do you want to join and i was like yeah and it's kind of that's how it kind of started and right I, I i i didn't write any songs for unbroken it was all kind of eric and steve were kind of like the songwriters and i think we played a few shows um with todd me eric and brian um is the lineup as the lineup and then when we put out a demo um, we all must have been like 17, 18. Okay. Yeah, because I was, when I graduated high school, I was 17. So if this was 91, I was like 18, okay. maybe. Um, so, yeah. Hmm. It was a long-winded version of like 
<laughs> so how come Daddy, Daddy's not from San Diego, is he? No. So Dave um, is from St. Louis and was in the in the Navy right. and stationed in San Diego. And we like we were like on friendly terms. Like we'd see him at shows, like you know, drive like Jehu show or whatever. He was just always popping around, around or different whatever. shows, um, you know. And um, and when the demo came out, we played a few shows. Um, and then Hartsfield from New Age was like, "I'm interested. I want to put out a seven inch." And we were like, "Holy shit! Like this is crazy." <laughs> You know, and that's a big deal, isn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, we yeah. just couldn't believe it, you know. And um, and then so we kind of like, okay, well, we should maybe get a second guitar player. And Eric and Todd were like, oh, we know this kid, Steve. And Steve was like 15, 16 at the time, he's you know, younger than us. And so they got him to play second guitar. And so we kind of started kind of writing some songs and, and trying to figure out our way and our sound and change things from the demo. And then I don't really remember what fully happened. I think Brian was like dating this girl and then like we had recording time set up and he kind of just disappeared. And this was before cell phone. We didn't hear from him for like five, six weeks. We're like, Jesus, like, just fell off the planet. Yeah. yeah. And we're like, well, what do we do? So we just like got another singer and, and we're like, well, Dave's cool. And Dave sang for this band called Round Two. And I've then, heard one of their songs. It's on that compilation. Yeah. yeah. Vo- Voice of Thousands. Yeah. Correct. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was that. He sang for that band. We're like, well, he sang for that band. He knows how to sing. He's a nice dude. Like, we all like him. Like, yeah. let's have him sing. And so, and we said, well, these are the two songs. And like, about a week or two later, we're like, okay, we're going up to LA to go record these two songs. And that was the first seven inch. Oh, wow. Yeah. Amazing. So, was that? Yeah. Was it double time? Is that, was that the no, studio? No, no, that was, that studio was in San Diego. Right. Uh, I don't remember what the name of the Elbow Studio, okay. I think is what it was called. Interesting. Yeah, but a lot of the early New Age stuff was recorded out of this space in, in L.A. Okay. Yeah. Is this like some connection house would have with a studio or uh, something? I guess, it's, yeah. And it was like whatever, out of yeah. some guy's house. Sure. And it was probably 10, usual. 10 bucks an hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. Type of deal. Yeah. Well, she got bored. I know you're consulting your notes. Yeah, yeah. I'd say each record's got a totally different sound. Not mm. totally different. But well, Unbroken. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, the difference between Ritual and Life of Regret, and then definitely between Life of Regret and the last two seven inches. Yeah, no, I'll go with that, actually. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. How, how did you... Because it's a weird, if you look at it, it's like sugar, sugar, almost juicy type stuff. <laughs> then yeah. metally. Yeah. Almost it's loose, dude. That, yeah. that... And then the last seven inches is almost like rock and rolly. It sounds yeah. more like... That sounds more like a... That sounds kind of drive-by Jehu-ish. Yeah. I think that the, the seven inches, you know, that yeah, sounds more yeah, like a yeah. kind of like loose kind of. It's yeah. Very, so how did you very get astute. How yeah. did you get the heart? <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it started the first seven inch. We didn't know what the fuck we were doing. We we're just like, oh, we need to write a song about this and a song about that, sure. and all the cliches. Same thing with ritual writing yeah. all these things. But you know, at that same time, that ninety-one, ninety-two, undertow was in San Diego, um, and Ron from Brotherhood was putting out "Loser Fear Tomorrow" on cassette. Overkill, and, right? Yeah, yeah. that's his thing. And yeah. he, he's like, oh, hey, here's like a, a advanced copy. And I listened, and it blew my fucking mind. And I was like, we're doing everything wrong. Like, <laughs> how do we sound like this? <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, we're like, how do we sound like that? I mean, just integrity was just so fucking influential. Because for us, like, you know, Judge was kind of influential because it was just kind of a little heavier, a little metally. Yeah. Inside Out was a little heavier and somewhat influential. But that integrity thing just fucking blew our minds. Like, there's, I'm like, 
it sounded like Slayer, but it was fucking gnarlier, and it, it but it wasn't quite like death metal, like you, you yeah. know, Morbid Angel or Deicide. You know, it's it still wasn't, punk, isn't it? It it's still just, kind yeah. of had that punk like gnarliness to it, and I don't know. So then we kind of started writing some songs that were kind of fitting in between and floating around, kind of, um, and but we just like plowed through Ritual and. By the time Ritual was out, we had four or five songs for Life Over Bread already written. And so we by the time, so when you recorded Ritual, you were already like, fuck this. this, yeah, this, this we've got to record on, this because we need to do it. Yeah. But we moved on from that. Yeah, we'd already moved on by the time it was released. And I mean, even on that tour, we were playing some of those um, Life Love songs. Because I remember my brother or someone found like an old recording from Virginia Beach. And three of the songs in the set were from Life Love, like oh, wow. early versions of it. And I mean, there's obvious integrity influences. Like, yeah, for sure. There's even fucking a straight up riff that is <laughs> like, it is an integrity riff. And so that was super influential. And so that made us want to be heavier and darker. And we were just, none of us were in a good place. Like, you know, just kind of. That's a heavy fucking record, man. Yeah. You know, like listening to that, when I got that, that album. Yeah. Here's the thing. Yo, Yo here's yeah. the thing. Uh <laughs> So I, so I like the I like Richard. I know you're not a fan, but I liked him when I was a kid. And, you know, I thought it was cool because it was heavy or whatever. Um, but all the a lot of the people who liked Unbroken in the UK mm-hmm. or who they'd adopted your look. Do you know what Definitely. I mean? I don't yeah. mean you, oh, you yeah. personally, but like the it's a lot of look. Yeah. Well, it was kind of like it's this, it was the Smiths kind of look, you know, yeah, they yeah. kind of those kind yeah. of shirts or whatever. Yeah. But they'd also taken a fucking attitude with it that was really shit. Just yeah, really snobby. Yeah. Certainly to younger guys like us, yeah. he seemed kind of snobby. So I, it put me off. Check no, I, I mean I can good, tell you this now. Good. Yeah, do you know what I mean? It, it wasn't me. meant for you. No, no, yeah. no but, but I was, I was like, yeah, well, fuck you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. You, you kick back against things. But I still, I remember when Life Love Regret came out. I still went and bought it straight away, and I just was like, oh fuck, because it sounded like integrity and those things. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But you can tell straight away. Like the weird thing is. When you're used to like, I've been listening to like a lot of kind of punk stuff anyway. So I, I liked things that sounded loose and fucking crazy. I wasn't really asked about like, mm. yeah. You got it's still got that heaviness, but it's fuck. It just sounds like people on the verge of breaking apart. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it's fucking. I, I listen to that record now often, and it's it's heavy as hell, it, man. It, like it, it, it's it, draining it, sometimes to listen to, and I mean that in a yeah, good way. You know, like, it is. I mean, even thinking about the recording, I mean, there was fights in the studio. There was breakups. Like I remember Eric when when and Curtin when he's screaming, he was literally yeah. crying. Like it wasn't a joke. Like we were fucked up and yeah. depressed and sad, and for all different reasons, it was a real dark time, and it wasn't a put on. And I mean, Eric and Steve wrote such incredible songs that I mean, I I wrote a good amount of the lyrics on the record okay like, that was like be my next question of them, yeah maybe like probably three or four songs and it was like eight song record right yeah so yeah like three or four songs i wrote lyrics for and but eric and steve like that music like the palette that they created and to your point it was sloppy and fucked up because that's how we sounded live yeah we were never a tight band we were always sloppy because it was just emotion. It was yeah. always about just fucking letting it all hang out. And it was emotional for us. And so we never 
like we heard the fuck ups and we're like, but that's how we sound. Yeah, that's that's the thing. It's like, like so we like we're like fuck it, like it doesn't matter. And the engineer was like, oh, this drum feels fucked. And we're like, yeah, but supposed to be. like yeah. we're fucked. Yeah. Like this yeah. is it. Like this is what we sound like. And we recorded that record for six hundred and fifty dollars. Seriously. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. How long did it take you to record it? Because I can't imagine that kind of emotional outlet. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Recording is draining at the best yeah. of times. Yeah. But when that's something that sounds so cathartic, it's it was just... like three days. Four Seriously. Days, maybe. Yeah. Uh, and and the life of regret thing was already knocking about before, long before the record. Because in the back of Ritual, there's a photo of Eric with life he's got regret it on his chest. Right on him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that was always kind of the thing. And and I don't know if it was Eric or Steve was like, oh, we should really call the record Life, Love, Regret. And no joke, I had a fucking dream. Like, while we were recording, I was like, I got the idea. I got the love for the record. It'll be three different photos. And under each one will be Life, Love, yeah. Regret. And they kind of just all like, I go, I don't know what the pictures are. But I just have this fucking idea, and at the same time, I'm getting into that movie Swing Kids. Yeah. And and the band Swing Kids kind of started soon after that, but we were like, I, 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 I found the stack of photos that I took. I had the TV, and I was pausing the VCR and taking photos. Is that what those pictures are taking from straight from the TV? Straight Amazing. from a television through a VCR. I'd pause it, take, take like four or five photos try to find one that was clean enough that we could use sure. and um, my brother and I were digging around the garage and I found the stack of film oh from God. those photos it's like you know 30 40 photos that Amazing. I took until we found like three or four that, that worked that worked with those kind of that yeah, radar that, 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 that yeah. theme and you know and but just and everything just we wanted it to be dark and real and emotion and, and emotive because I mean that's just what was happening during yeah. the record so that's the interesting thing with that. When you listen to something like like Integrity, there's that sort of... I, I remember hearing Integrity, right? And I couldn't imagine what that band looked like when I heard that. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I couldn't imagine what yeah. a, a live performance would be like. But similarly, when I had that Life, Love, Regret record, I was just like... I, I was scared listening to it because I just think that bit at the end... When you're like, oh, you're yeah. Yeah. That you're just like... This poor fucking guy, man. It sounds like you know it's it's, yeah. it's heavy going, man. It's uh, and it was. Yeah. I mean, it was like you can't fake that. So that's, I think that's yeah. the, the enduring appeal that record is. It's truly one of those genuine. Yeah, yeah. Whether you like the band or not, you can't fucking you can't fake that at all. Yeah. You know, it's uh, yeah. Anyway, amazing. Yeah, I think from there it was, and then we were like on tour. We went on tour with Undertow, and it was fucking awesome. Like we're still close to those yeah. guys. I mean. Um, just sort of connect with those dudes like, it, we just did because i mean when undertow would come to san diego like the first time they came like their tour got canceled and i'm staying in my house for like three or four days and then we just all became tight and sure. then, then there just became from that point on this kind of san diego seattle connection then like yeah. uh struggle and undertow did a split seven inch together and that kind of further so so there was always been this seattle connection even prior to that you had amenity and brotherhood amenity and resolution right. they uh, um, and re yeah, resolution. You know, amenity kind of started that connection. With yeah, Seattle, back and forth, right? Back and forth, and then we were kind of the next generation that we were friends with some of those older guys. So when they came down, they, that they connection stayed on, yeah, right? Yeah. And so, so, um, so anyway, like on that tour, and I remember um, Entombed um, put out Wolverine Blues, sure, and um, the. Hollow Man EP, there's a B-side called Serpent Speech. Right. And it's fucking gnarly. It sounds like a loose, fucked up discharge song. From nice. Feedback and everything. 
and I remember listening to it, and then the band, like, to your point earlier, the band was heavily into, like, Rocket and Drive Like Jehu, Pitchfork, Jawbreaker, so, you know, um, Eric and Steve were kind of doing this kind of more, like, rock and roll-y type stuff. And then Tomb's got that vibe, especially at that time. Yeah. yeah. They've really got that vibe, haven't they? Yeah. 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 Almost like like a bluesy motorhead sort of discharge vibe. Yeah, and that B-side is, like, Really fucking like dirty rock and roll. What's it called? I need it's to check it out. It's called Serpent Speech. It's a okay. B-side to the Hollow Man, right? But I had the Hollow Man cassette single, and it had Serpent Speech on it, and I was playing it, and Eric was like, "Fuck, this song is so sick," <laughs> and and we were just talking, and and we were thinking about like, God, man, like if you can combine this with like a Jehu kind of fucked up vibe, and when you hear that song and think about Drive Like Jehu, you get that last yeah. seven inch, like it just. I don't know, like, and what Eric wrote was incredible towards the end, and um, you know, same with Steve, and I mean, they're both incredible musicians to, like, write what they wrote, and just being kids, and I, and so I'm really proud of those, like, spe- like Life Love Regret, but yeah, for sure, but those last two seven inches are just so meaningful, because it didn't sound like anything, yeah. you know, it's so like, kind of, we got to, like, okay, we kind of did the heavy and kind of integrity, dark emotive Slayer, stuff, yeah, yeah, like yeah. slayery stuff. Like let's kind of do something do that we're do. kind of into and like just totally different. I don't know what's going to happen if people are going to be into it. And works though, doesn't it? Works. Yeah. yeah. So I remember, I remember when those came out, and I, I was, I was thinking, oh, the next one will be like more metal than Life Love Regret. Do you know what I mean? That's kind of, yeah. and it, yeah, it's yeah, complete yeah. opposite. And I, it took me a little while to get my head around it. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. but yeah, that thing yeah. very, very it almost, It's almost like a you expect bands to get like more technical. Whereas yeah, you kind of went the other way. That almost like, went a different, yeah. Di- yeah, yeah, different like, direction. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. yeah, I mean, even there was a, a few more songs written after that last seven inch that we recorded at a practice, like on a little four track. Sure. Songs long gone, but one of the songs we played live at our very last two shows. Oh, really? On the box set, it was like a live track. It was like the only decent version of the song we could find, and put it on there, and you can you can hear kind of where the band was going. And it kind of made sense that we just kind of like, cool, we're done. Like, yeah. we kind of, like, if we want to play stuff like this, then like, let's kind of be another band. You know, band, and that's yeah. kind of where stuff like, well, not, it's not you know, broken anymore, no, yeah. no, and that's where like, kind of like, Kill Holiday and Smooth Man Automatic, like bands that like, kind of everyone kind of splintered off into, became, you know, that kind of more that sound that Unbroken was starting to turn to towards the end. Mm-hmm. So it all kind of made sense. Yeah, so everything has a lifespan, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, Which, what, what labels are they on those last two seven inches? One, is one on 3-1-G yeah, one f- on New Age? Yeah, so yeah. The, fir- the the and Fallen Proverb is uh, the first record that 3-1-G put yeah, out. Yeah, and that's the one with, in the brown yeah. sleeve in it. Yeah, and that's then, the one in the brown sleeve. And then the last seven inch came out on New Age. Yeah. Awesome. And people were tripping out, like um, pistols being on the cover. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the sex pistols that. on the yeah. cover, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like a yeah. live photo, isn't it? Yeah. From, from the back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Trying to yeah, that, from yeah, the yeah. show in San Francisco. Yeah, well, what happened is when we were on tour in Europe, I was never like a big Pistols fan. I mean, I was kind of like, ah, whatever, they're okay, but I was yeah. like more like Buzzcocks, sure. The Damned, the, you know, The Jam, like Magazine. I was kind of more into that stuff. And the Pistols were just like, ah, oh, it's fine, but it's just like kind of rock and roll. It's nothing. It's just snotty, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. nothing crazy. It's just kind of like maybe a snotty or New York Dolls or something. Sure. You know? But, it, you know, it was fine for what it was, but it didn't like. Speak to uh, you. Yeah, it yeah, didn't connect to me. or whatever. No, that's fine. But when we were on tour in Europe, I was so 